1: Number 10, number 10, number 10, I'm a hustler, baby. Ho. I just ho. want you to know. Ho. It ain't where I've been, been, but where I'm ho. about to go. Top of the world. Yo, I just wanna love you, I just wanna love but you. be who I am. You know you love ho. me, and with ho. all this cash, more more you forget your man. Now give it to me. <laughs> give me that funk, <laughs> that, that sweet, that, that nasty, that, that gushy uh, stuff. But don't bullshit me. Come on, give yeah. me that funk, that uh, sweet, that yeah. nasty, that oh, gushy yeah. stuff. When the rippies in the system, ain't no telling when I fuck 'em, when I them. That's, that's what they be, be yelling. It. I'm a pin by blood, not relation. Y'all be chasing, I replace them. Huh? Drunk off crisp money on E. Can't keep a little model hands oh, off me. Yeah. Both
0: in the club. It gets better, ordered another round. It's uh-huh. about to go down. Got six model chicks, six bottles of crisp, uh-huh. 4 velvet there's uh-huh. got weed everywhere. What do you say? Meet you and your Chloe glasses. Uh-huh. Go somewhere private where we could discuss fashion. Like Prada
1: of uh-huh. Gucci Brown, okay. Build my jeans, take that off. Give me that funk that sweet, that nasty, that uh-huh. cushy stuff. For for Come on, uh-huh. give me that funk that sweet, that oh. nasty, that cushy uh-huh. uh-huh. stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh i too rock a house party at the drop of the hat guys welcome to so bad attitude with ryan bailey i am ryan bailey it is monday it is march 1st folks we've made it through another two months of the year 2021 that is incredible we have a huge week ahead of us. I hope we are all ready. I don't know if I am, but, you know, if we band together, we can get through this week just like we did the last week and the week before. And hopefully, if you're listening, I can give you some laughs, some ha-has, make you think, tell you some things to watch, and just have a darn old tootin' good time and knock you off your coal-mining asses. Uh, Golden Globes, folks, let's start there. It is Sunday night. I have watched the Golden Globes. Did you guys watch? Um... Uh, Hmm. How do I say this? I don't know. Maybe let's put the award shows on pause. Like, I'm glad movies are still being made. I don't know. What did you guys think? Tina Fey and Amy Poehler did an amazing job with a very hard assignment. Those ladies are just so funny. I was thinking, you know how Ricky Gervais did it last year, and I love Ricky Gervais. You guys know I like, I like cruel humor at times. I just do. Um, but Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, I was, I was watching them, and I just, they are fucking funny like, you know, they're two of the funniest people. I'm not even saying women, people that are around. So smart, so funny. And there's a class about them. Even the way they handled, you know, you guys heard that there was a, a diversity issue with the Golden Globes that came out that not one of their 92 critics, uh, you know, there there is nobody of, uh, of color in their 92 cr- critics. And this just got brought up, I think, like two days ago. And Amy and Tina kind of put that in there, made fun of it, um, you know, kind of also was able to move the show along. Uh, It was a really I I was kind of in awe of of them being able to handle that still with a smile on their face with jokes. Uh, I just thought it was classy. and It was something that I was like, oh, there's no way Ricky Gervais could have handled this. Even though I think he's hysterical. But, yeah, you know, it was just weird. They did a lot of weird things. So they had presenters they were live. Uh, Amy Poehler was in L.A., Tina Fey was in New York, and they did like a split screen. And there was some cute jokes with that. So the presenters were live, and then what they would do is that all of the, you know, all the nominees, they would put them up on like Zoom, like high definition Zoom. But the weird thing is that once somebody won, once somebody won, they would. <laughs> I <laughs> want somebody one they would leave like when the person made their speech they would leave all of the other boxes up so we would have to watch the other nominees that just lost we would have to watch them watch the winner give the speech and that was kind of it was kind of fun in a voyeuristic way but at the same time just kind of made me feel bad is that the word there was a little uh, a couple technical snafus too um uh, in the sense that there was a couple sound issues. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any, you know, uh, Borat won a couple. Great. Um, the uh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, I hope I'm not spoiling anything for anybody. Uh, Chadwick Bozeman won um, for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And that was very emotional because his wife, you know, he, he passed away and his wife uh, accepted the award. And she just gave this beautiful speech you know, holding back tears just, but kept it together. So beautiful. So beautiful was really touched by that. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know guys. It just, uh, Oh, Jason Sudeikis one for Ted Lasso. I found Ted Lasso. I talked about on this show before. What a really charming show. It was 10 episodes on Apple TV. It starts off and you're kind of like, this is cheesy, but by the end, it's just great. It kind of fills you with hope. The character of Ted Lasso that uh, that Jason Sudeikis plays is just kind of very hopeful, and it really is contagious. And you see all the characters in the show, um, you know, kind of get charmed by him as well. Um, you, Schitt's Creek won a couple. The Crown. The Crown won a lot. I got to tell you, you know what? I'm, I... I almost might be Britted out. I know this is sacrilegious for me to say, but the crown won a lot, uh, a lot of British winners. And I'm like, this is when I'm like, wait, okay, America, right? America. Let's, I mean, even, and I was noticing all these really talented actors are British playing American actors. American actors are losing out. (laughs) There's gotta, British actors should not be like, American actors rarely play British people. But British people get to play American people all the time. It's so crazy and it needs to stop. It needs to stop now. I did notice they didn't have a best reality show um category, which was sad. I hope one day to have that in there. Um Nomad Land, this Nomad Land won a couple, Chloe Zhao, the best won a best director. That was a, a surprise, I guess. Uh, Andre Day was a surprise for best actress in a drama. She won for the United States versus Billie Holiday, which you can now stream on Hulu. I wanted to tell you guys what you can watch. That is something you can watch. I loved Promising Young Woman, and unfortunately, that did not win. Uh, I was bummed. I thought, uh, Carey Mulligan's performance in that was just beautiful. But yeah, you know, it was kind of uneventful. It kind of made me sad. And it kind of made me think, like, if we, you know, I was just like, we... You know, I, I can't wait. Hopefully, in a couple of years, I TV's excite, well, exciting enough, and the fact that we've spent a year with our TVs in a very up close and personal way, and we've got to find a way when it's safe again to make movies that exciting again. You know, I I really hope this is a tradition that does not get lost because I also think if we don't have the movies to like kind of go out to and look forward to, it makes these award shows seem a tad silly. I mean, they're already kind of silly as you get older, but I love that. As a kid, I used to love that so much. You guys, I I this is silly. I remember watching Billy Crystal when I was a little little kid host like three times in a row, and I swear to God, he said something about standing in front of his mirror, because he used to dream of hosting the Oscars with like a toothbrush. And I remember, after hearing that I went in after the Oscars with my toothbrush, and pretended I was hosting the Oscars. And it really was a dream of mine. And you know, it's really cool, because in a way that dream has come true, I got to host, I've got to host this show. I know it's not as glamorous as the Oscars, but it is kind of, this was always like my dream, you know, this, this, this is my dream. So, um, I don't know. I just, uh, I hope one day we can get back to that point where we can get excited because the red carpet thing, it just, it's weird when it's just an empty red carpet, you know, it's like Juliana Rancic and no one else. And no one else at all. Um, we've got a excellent guest for you today. You're going to hear me, guys. You get ready to hear two pop culture fanatics geek out with each other. Um, I, I I tell the story about uh, meeting uh, our my guest Sarah. Uh, her name's Sarah Heron, and she is an editor and writer for Us Weekly. But not only that, she hosts the Hot Hollywood podcast for Us Weekly and the Here for the Right Reasons podcast, which is a Bachelor-related podcast for Us Weekly as well. And um, I got to tell you, you're probably going to have to slow this one down because we were talking so fast. I just, I geek out so hard, you guys. I hope you feel the same way I do. I, I know you do. But sometimes it is so nice to to talk to somebody that I, I knew online, but to actually talk to them. And it's just so fun when you can kind of just go anywhere and they know as much, if not more than I do. I was able to listen to her bachelor podcast this week and it's just really good. It's very informative. I, I actually did learn a lot and I don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore, but I was just like, man, this girl is really, really good, really talented. And I tell her, I tell her this, like to me, she's a hero. That's another dream job of mine when I was a kid was to write for us weekly. I was a kid that got us weekly on a weekly basis. Then that was when it was like, I remember that was an expensive uh, subscription, expensive. And uh, I looked forward to that every Friday. I remember a couple times it wasn't in my mailbox, and I was very upset. But that would be and I would look at my stories, you know, they had the glossy pictures. And this was before, you know, everything exploded with the internet. This is before Perez. This And it was really your, these 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 weekly magazines were kind of your outlet. They were kind of like, wow, look at the stars. And Us Weekly has managed to stay in the game. Like I still, I sign up for their newsletter. I get their, we talk about that. I strongly suggest you guys to it, 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 do that too because it is just so fun to get alerts from Us Weekly. It is, it, it, first off, informative. Yes, yeah, second off, it's just, they do some, I don't even think they're meaning to do the trolling sometimes I do sometimes but it is just funny I get so much out of it so I cannot recommend it enough and we just talk about everything you guys this is the perfect person to start the week with because we talk the bachelor and all the drama that's going on there lately we talk the new Billie Eilish documentary about Justin Bieber and that which I watched this week and I thought it was great it's on Apple TV I recommended it last week you guys I believe it's called the world is a little blurry two and a half hours but worth the time commitment I think Um, so we talk about about that we we get heavy into Bravo, we get in and, and the cool thing about this interview, we get heavy into like, how her job works. Because haven't you always wanted to know how, um, how these pop culture writers at major publications, how they do their job, how they do it so quick, how they're always kind of like waiting for the next thing to drop and like just at the ready. So we get a little bit of peek behind that curtain. And I think that is just the coolest thing. Um, but yeah, we go over. Uh, she's even a Twihard, you guys. So we talk Twilight a little bit, too, because I got to say, I think it comes out this week, maybe even today. Uh, I did the entire Twilight uh, series with my good friend Annabelle DeSisto from the podcast Adderall and Compliments. Um, and I strongly suggest you guys check out the previous ones. I had a blast with her, even though I did not enjoy the movies. Uh, I just did Breaking Dawn Part 2. I'm finally finished of my Twilight Obsession. um, And I'm finally finished. So that will come out, I think, tomorrow or today as well. Uh, But we got to talk about that because she was a Twihard. So I was excited to get her, her take on being a huge fan oh and uh and, and while I'm in the business portion of this I also did a, a podcast called dumpster dive podcast with uh hosted by Tom Hamlet and kicks Hamlet their brother's sister it's a bravo podcast and it's just great they I had a blast on there and it was so fun not to have to um, edit or do anything and just kind of be able to talk smack about my favorite bravo shows so go check them out i had a blast they were both great people um uh, before we get into what to watch for the week and in our interview with sarah um remember if you guys need more content i cannot imagine you do but if you want to support what i'm doing which is kind of the bigger thing because i am this is my job right now i am trying to make a go of this uh, patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good um, for five bucks a month. You can get access to I think to like close to 90 podcasts right now or 85. Um, I just released the summer house recap. I do with my good friend Emily Clayton. Uh, today, it was an hour and a half because this week's episode was really, really great. Uh, I mean, and Carl at the end broke your heart. But uh, we talk about all sorts of other things on that. It's just not a straight recap. We usually spend the first half hour just I mean, I really went in on uh, Jared Leto today. I, ju- I don't, I'm sorry, I'm not a Leto head. I can't do it. Uh, but I, if, if there's tons of other things to choose from on there. So uh, if you, if you're up to it, go subscribe there. And we're trying to do some fun stuff there. I'm starting Real Housewives of Miami this week. I just watched the first episode last week, so I cannot wait to talk about it. Uh, also, email me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. And finally, if you do like this show uh, and want to support it and you have no money, just your ears, that's totally awesome. Just hit five stars on Apple Podcast. That really helps me. Thank you guys. I know um, we're doing this together. I really feel like we're building this together. Uh, you know, I've had a tough week, and this is what gets me through talking to you guys really. You'll never know how much this helps me. So, okay, that's all the sappy stuff. Let's get on to the fun stuff. What to watch this week. I have fun doing this because it actually reminds me what to watch this week. Let's start off with Bravo before we go elsewhere. So, Bravo. Tomorrow, you guys, Below Deck Sailing Yacht. The second season of Below Deck Sailing Yacht happens tomorrow on Monday on Bravo. Okay, Tuesday, we had a week off from Real Housewives of Dallas. So Real Housewives of Dallas is back this week. I cannot wait to see if Carrie Birmingham continues to annoy me. We shall see. Uh, Wednesday, of course, Wednesday, a huge night. I do have to say It is a very sad night. We no longer have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We have bid a fond farewell. I have a great guest. One of my heroes, one of my writing heroes and pop culture heroes will be on later this week to talk uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, the reunions with me and kind of all the whole season. I cannot wait to have this person on. Um, I'm so nervous for this interview, so I'm so excited. But Guys, once again, a tip of the hat to Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. You did it, ladies. I love you so much. Um, Thankfully, we have the third episode of Real Housewives of New Jersey. I do have to say, and I'll probably talk about this more as we get into the week. New Jersey really bummed me out in the fact that they let the air out. They had such an amazing first episode. And then the second episode, Jackie did not go on the cast trip. And that is a... you, You know what? No. You have to go on the cast trips. If I run Bravo you got you're all going on the cast trips, you let the air out of that bag. And it was a bummer. And it reminded me that, oh, Jackie's kind of boring by herself. Jackie's good in like these high pressure situations. But when you get her like having her like cutting her hair, her kids hairs, I'm sorry, I'm not into it. I am not into it. Sorry, sorry to be so aggressive there. So that's our Wednesday. Um, Thursday, we have uh, Summer House, which I think is having a great season. Um, uh, really, I enjoy summer house so, so much. Also, you guys, we got confirmation this week. Winter house will be including Luke and also, uh, Sierra. So that is very interesting. I thought, um, of course, Friday, usually nothing. I got to beg Bravo. I don't know what's going on over there. Stop playing Chrisley knows best. Chrisley don't know shit y'all. I don't. Chrisley does not belong on Bravo. Chrisley is not a bra. Please stop it. I don't know what happened. I don't know who owes you money, but nobody, we should not be rerunning Chrisley. Like, rerun Bravo shows. Don't fucking put weird shows on and then I get confused why it's on. It's like when Bravo airs Jurassic Park on the weekend sometimes. I'm like, what? This is the show where I watch, like, Housewives fight and, like, bartenders sleep with each other. I don't want to be watching Jurassic Park. Like, there's other stations where I'm like, that's... You know, USA USA Network should be Jurassic Park or something, you know, Uh, Sunday is a big night. You guys, of course, Sunday tonight uh, that you'll be hearing this on Monday. We had uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, the aftermath of Bolo. And by the way, Bolo was on Watch What Happens Live tonight. And I got to tell you, thankfully, he has that big old dong because not much of a talker. You know, a lot of people have messaged me to get Bolo on the podcast. And guys, it's a great idea. But like, I've heard him talk a couple times. And he's just, he's not a huge conversationalist. But he does have a huge dong. And I think that is... All you really need. Um, Sunday of this next week, guys, is a huge Sunday. We have Real Housewives of Atlanta, of course, but we have the return of Married to Medicine. I have started my Married to Medicine journey, and I love it. So I am going to be watching, and I hope you guys will watch along with me. So excited for that. So that is a huge week in Bravo. But you might be asking, Ryan, what else do we have? What if I don't like Bravo? Well, first off, I'd be like, you probably hate this podcast. But let me give you a couple of other things to look out for if this some of this other stuff might be your thing. So if you guys like rap like I do, Notorious B.I.G., there is a 2021 documentary called Biggie. I got a story to tell Uh, that will be on Netflix this week. I thought that looked kind of interesting. Uh, On Monday, of course, we have The Women Tell All on The Bachelor, and that, of course, is Bachelor Matt James, which me and Sarah talk a lot about in this interview. Um, So The Women Tell All, of course, is when all the women get together and talk about, you know, Matt and how much they hate each other or love each other. It's usually pretty wild. I do have to remind you that uh, you will see Chris Harrison host this. I know he has stepped away, but they um, they filmed this a couple of weeks ago, I believe. So this was before any of this controversy with Chris Harrison blew up. So you will see Chris Harrison. So do not be shocked. Uh, By the way, I learned that from Sarah uh, Heron's podcast, uh, our our guest. Um, Okay, what else? Ooh, you know, a lot of people like me, like dolly parton so two living legends of country music are celebrated in the pbs pledge drive special dolly parton and friends 50 years at the opry the grand old opry so i thought that kind of looked cool that is on monday at 8 p.m and 10 p.m on pbs this next thing actually seems really cool um there is um a three-part true c- true crime docuseries series. Called murder among the mormons and this is going to be on netflix starting on wednesday um and it is about a series of deadly pipe bombings and forgeries in salt lake city in 1985 come on guys after salt lake city real housewives mormons i'm in murder i'm in Netflix I'm in trifecta baby so I think that looks good I don't know though that Cecil hotel one that just was on Netflix I did not love that the first episode was great really creepy but by the end it was just a lot of YouTube videos I just thought they could have done a little bit better I don't know if everybody agrees with that or that if they loved it or not um then let's oh this is actually I found this crazy coming to America the sequel to coming to America um Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. When I was a kid, that was a huge comedy. So the sequel will be premiering on Amazon on Friday. I'm really looking forward to that. That was such a funny movie. I thought that was really, really awesome. I don't know if you guys dig that. Um, and this was, I don't know if you guys like Marvel and Disney and all that stuff, but I got into a show called WandaVision and it, uh, with Elizabeth Olsen and... Of course, they play Marvel superheroes, but each episode was really fascinating because it would do it like a different decade in sitcoms. So it was all these different styles of sitcom acting, but then there was like a kind of like a sinister plot underneath it. So you have to stick with it a couple episodes to start really kind of getting the overall mood of the piece. It it. it It turned out to be just really great so far. So the final episode of that will be on Friday as well. I'm sad to see that go because I thought that was just amazing. Um, And that is it. There is no new Saturday Night Live this week. I'm sure there will be other things to watch that I have forgotten. So I will update that as the week goes on. But I wanted to give you um, one more thing. Watch what happens live, the guests for the week. So this week we have on Monday... We have two guests from Below Deck Sailing Yacht, Captain Glenn Shepherd and Daisy Kelleher. On Tuesday, this is interesting, we have Catherine Zeta-Jones and the designer Diane Von Furstenberg. That's an interesting pairing. There are some really interesting pairings on, the pairings on this show. I think Watch What Happens Live doesn't get as much credit as it should. In fact, I wish sometimes it was 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, Wednesday, we have Jackie from Real Housewives of New Jersey, and we have the comedic uh, actress and Broadway actress, Annalee Ashford. And then Thursday, we have Garcelle Bouvet from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she's in the sequel to Coming to America, and Kelly Rowland from Destiny Ch- Destiny's Child. So uh, another week of Watch What Happens Live. And before we get to our guests, I just got to say, man, we got another picture around six o'clock today of Scott Disick and Amelia Bedelia Hamlin. Amelia Gray or whatever we're calling her, (laughs) you you know, there are so many cries for help in this photo. Her nipples are like just flaring out, which, guys, I mean, that's cool. I I I get nipples as like a fashion accessory, but when you're with like an older man, it just looks like a creepy accessory. Like Scott Disick has like the – he has like a thousand-yard stare, and it really does just look like he's like – Crying for help. Like, Courtney, will you let me come home yet? Yeah, please. I have no idea who this girl is. It's always on top of me. You know, it just, it's, I don't think this is working at all. First off, I'm like, how do they have so much free time to just go to dinner all the time? Like, it's really nice because at one point they make me feel like we're fully in normal times and not in a pandemic. I'm like, why are they out and about all? the time. And I don't know. I don't I don't know guys. I don't know. But anyways, what I do know is it's Monday. I want you to have a great day, a great rest of your week. We've got a great interview. Like I said, Sarah Heron us weekly. Uh you might need to slow this down because we are talking a mile a minute. I'm I'm so excited with this one. So I hope you guys love this as much as I did. Uh please go check out her podcast too. She is awesome. Uh here we go guys. Bye. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your week. It is Monday, and I always want to have one of the strongest guests for Monday in terms of pop culture, in terms of what you need to expect this week. We need to catch up on the week that has just happened, uh, and we have the perfect person to do this Today. Now, um, this person works for a publication that has meant so much to me. This is the this is the magazine, you guys. I was the nerdy kid that asked my parents for a subscription to Us Weekly instead of like Sports Illustrated. And it means so much to me. So when this person I found out worked for Us Weekly. Um, I thought I was being pranked because it really does mean so much to me so if I tear up at any point in the conversation you will know why Uh, not only does she work for us weekly she hosts two podcasts you need to check out if you haven't already Uh, both us weekly podcasts hot Hollywood podcast and here for the right reasons podcast which of course is about the bachelor so without further ado Sarah Heron welcome to the show
0: Wow, I I am this is so exciting. I feel like you only have like really funny, smart people, so I'm honored including yourself and I'm just here to thank you for loving us weekly and the us weekly newsletter specifically because you've done great oh. work with it.
1: Okay, see you. You guys are right up there with the Daily Mail in terms of headlines. I, I, I can't tell if you guys are being serious if it's done with a wink. It is so amazing. And you guys, if you don't already, I really strongly suggest you sign up for the Us Weekly uh, newsletter. It comes like multiple times a day, breaking news. But they'll also do like six articles. And last week they did a good jeans or good docs, and it had Farah Abraham from the beginning and Farah Abraham now, and it was so. What is the deal there, Sarah?
0: How do we, the newsletter how do, you goes, do? How do you
1: do that magic?
0: Are you involved in that magic? I, I am. It goes out four times a day and everyone has a different one they're assigned to do during the week. Um, and I'm going to blow your mind. It's the top stories on the site. Usually that's how it's, they're chosen. So these are things-
1: Whoa, whoa, people, people are the reading. I, I can't handle this. This is too intense. Well, this is what people are reading. So that's what, okay. So that's the other thing. Cause I mean, are, and are you allowed to talk about how- your job works or how you, I mean, first off, I want to know so much. Uh, I even want to get into the bachelor of it with you. Cause I just listened to your podcast uh, this week, which you guys, if you're looking for a, she she did like a 23 minute podcast and it was chock full of information. It takes me two hours to get as much information was in 22 minutes. So it is the perfect amount. Uh, I mean, still listen to this, but also listen to that. Yeah, thank um, you. Are you okay. So I guess, where are you from?
0: I, wow. Where am I from? Um, I'm from New Jersey. And where are you now? I am in Hoboken, New Jersey. I'm from Westville, New Jersey. I live in Hoboken, New Jersey. So
1: you don't even have to be in Los Angeles, the hub of entertainment news, to write about entertainment news.
0: No, our office is in New York. Um, Haven't been there in over a year or about a year. Um, Have no idea when I'll be going back. Um, We have a few people in LA or we used to have more, but now it's mostly New York
1: is there any way you can send out a team email later of just saying how much I appreciate everybody on the team and keep up the hard work? Maybe I can send a gift basket of some sort to everybody's house. But uh, okay, so you... you and we're talking early on a Sunday. I mean, kind of early um, because tonight is the Golden Globes awards and you were like, Oh, the Golden Globes, I gotta be, what does that even mean? You have to be on like just watching and making sure, you know, everything.
0: Um, no. So we, I have to work like, right. Um, basically every award show, depending on how big it is, either the whole team works or some members of the team work. like, or Super Bowl would be another example. So any like Sunday night events, we have a weekend team, but when there's going to be so many celebrities there, we have to split it up. So I'll be watching and then hopefully it'll be bored. I was just pray for them to be boring. I hate award shows because I don't like working on Sundays. So you pray <laughs> for them to be boring and you'd have to do minimal amount of work. But um, sometimes you work when pre pandemic, I mean, I would work from like five, whatever red carpet time starts New York time through like midnight probably. And then yeah. It sucks.
1: Wait, so last year must've been hell for you because I just want to remind people where we were last year. We were still doing in-person award shows. And one of the biggest stories that I think hits right in that us weekly pocket is Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt being on the same location and touching hands backstage at an award show. Was Mm -hmm. that a big was that a big night for the Us Weekly crew?
0: Oh my God. The (laughs) amount of stories that we wrote about that 10 seconds. And it's it's crazy because people want to know, you know, why you you talk about the headline stuff. We write stuff people want to read. That's how we decide what we write. You know what I I mean?
1: I'm I'm voracious. I cannot get enough of it between you and Daily Mail. And you know, the worst thing about it is when, and I'm just geeking out right now and then we're going to get into like real Mm -hmm. topics but the worst thing is when daily mail especially does this they'll misspell a word and it immediately it immediately brings you back into how pathetic your own life is because you're like fuck i'm reading this and i determine this is where i get my news and now they're they they misspelled R I G H uh, T R-I-G-H-T, W R I G H T. Like, how am I better than Daily Mail? They're supposed because to.
0: Because go- when you're producing so many stories a day, the things that get by it is it's embarrassing for sure. And I can I've done it. We've all done it. But I actually just saw the Gaga story. Daily Mail wrote they had God instead of Dog in the URL. Yes. Yeah, they,
1: they had a bunch of. They must have been rushing to get that out. Yeah. Wait, is that what it's like though? Is that like tonight if something happens, you guys are just rushing it to get to get it on the site as quickly as possible?
0: Yeah. And breaking news can be very stressful and award shows too, because everyone's working. So people magazine E, you know, our daily mail, our main competitors, they're they page six, they all have teams on for award shows. So you, especially when something's trending and everyone's talking about it, the fact the faster you get it up, the better and you social it and stuff. But also if you make a mistake like that, then it, the whole story becomes that's the jo- story on Twitter and that's a whole other story. And, you know, you don't want people calling you out. So you're the it's, story. Yeah. It's a balance. It's a balance.
1: Um. So were you always into pop culture growing up? Was this always something you were fascinated in?
0: Yeah, um, I have two older brothers who are like super athletic and sporty, and so and I saw my parents, and I was the youngest who did, couldn't care about throwing anything or anything like that. Um, so I would just be like watching. I was obsessed with TV more than anything. Like I would watch hours of reruns of stuff on like Soapnet, like 90210, when Melrose Place, like oh. all the stuff that I was technically too young to be watching when it was on. Um, so I was obsessed with like teen dramas and Gossip Girl and stuff like that. Um, and then I remember my mom always used to get People magazine every week, and I would read through it. So yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of always been there. So how
1: do you then, I mean, wh- wh- what, like, what makes you go for that job? Do you fall into this? How do you, I mean, are you, are you a journalism major or?
0: I went to Ohio state because I wanted to go to a fun school. And I was, I, I was
1: born to- in Columbus. My parents really? grew up in, yeah. They, they, my dad went to OSU. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I have no ties to Ohio. I, I said I was from New Jersey, but I just wanted to go to like a fun school that had options for anything. I knew I was, I was a journalism major for like two weeks. And then I switched to communications because I was terrified that I was never going to get a job and I didn't think I was good enough. And I was like, if I'm communications, I can still write on the side. And I had like a blog, like everyone, I was basically like every basic bitch who thought she was going to be Juliana Rancic. Um, (laughs) but I, so part, the logical side of me was like, this is never going to happen. I need to keep my options open. And so I was technically did more like PR stuff and like social media training. That's like what I was taught. I was a strategic communications major, whatever the hell that means. Um, And, but I always was writing on the side and that was always the dream, but I just never thought I would be good enough for it, but I always would try to get internships and it I got an internship at TV line, Michael Asiello's, um, oh, website. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Yes. And I was like an unpaid internship, my sophomore year of college and getting writing samples on that site really changed a lot of stuff because when I was applying for real jobs, took me a while, but when I did get in the room at us, I just applied randomly. I didn't know anyone. They were really familiar with TV line. And I think that's kind of what gave it was my first real job out of college. So I had like wow. no real experience.
1: That's crazy. And so you've just been doing that ever since.
0: Yeah, I've been here for uh, I've been at us for like three and a half years. And I think it's just I've been able to I I mean, I was 22, I would have taken $0. I think I got in there a good time. And then I've just kind of worked my way up.
1: God, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you're to me, you are the dream job. Like, I'm like, how is there? Can I be an older intern for you? Can I be like, <laughs> it's like this? Can it be like, you like the Nancy Myers movie, The Intern with De Niro yeah. Hathaway? I can be your De Niro and this. Can I be- don't know if
0: this, the Asian prince is that big. Oh, but no, let's go I mean, for no, it. I'm
1: just, I'm just going, I'm just trying to get with the listeners. Uh, yes. I'm also very youthful looking, of course. Of um, course. So who I got? I got so many things to ask you. Who are Light your favorite me. celebrities? Who do you love to write about? When are you like this? Doesn't even feel like work.
0: Um, that's a good question. Sometimes it definitely feels like work, and sometimes it doesn't. I will say, obviously, I love The Bachelor. I love reality TV. I watch everything on Bravo. So that's an interesting balance, though, because sometimes it. I just want to sit back and watch the show, but I've kind of quickly became like the reality TV girl on our team. So now every time, even if I don't do the interview, I'm like constantly, we're we're like talking about angles and what people care about. And I'm like the fan. So sometimes that gets old just because I want to watch the show. But then other times, like I'm at BravoCon and I'm like, how could I ever complain? Like, this is the greatest thing ever. So reality TV, I love writing about, but every once in a while I get annoyed and want to just enjoy it. But I just love big stories that cross over with like so many sections. Like when the college cheating scandal happened it was the crate, like Lori Loughlin and Felicity Huffman. Like I love Desperate Housewives and I had watched a Lori Loughlin's daughter's YouTube before, which is embarrassing, <laughs> but became so helpful. because I It's so her, sad that I even have were. to know who,
1: I even have to know who Lori Loughlin's daughter is now. Like I didn't even yes. know this whole, I, I thankfully have like skipped most YouTube celebrities and it like really got me into the dirty, dirty CD world of YouTube celebrities. The David and I Dobrik realize, of it all. Oh, David, I didn't realize David Dobrik, <laughs> this guy's huge. I have no clue. And he just has this goofy smile. I'm like this kid and everybody loves David Dobrik.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, So I I just love big stories like that. I love when the whole world is talking about it. And I love if you can continue like the update. So be- I remember very specifically writing that first, the Us Weekly first story about how Lori Laughlin and Plessy Yevman were indicted in this college genius scandal, being like, I don't even know what this means. I was trying to read court documents. I've learned a lot about reading court documents and stuff. And I- just have been obsessed with it. So I just love big stories like that. And I got to be on the Zoom when like Lori was sentenced. And it oh like cry to the judge. It was the craziest oh day God. ever. It was so cool.
1: Oh, okay. So I love that story too, because it kind of crosses over into real life. It's mm-hmm. not, you're right. It crosses over into a lot of different subsections, which I think kind of, Uh, the Free Britney stuff does as well, you know, just in terms of the law, in terms of, you know, we're going past pop culture, but it's able to, the Free Britney is fascinating because now it's giving us a reflection of the last 20 years of our lives Mm -hmm. and how pop culture has evolved or not evolved in terms of, you know, paparazzi and like breaking people's psyches. It's really, really interesting because it covers everything. Um, Do you guys have rules on how far you'll go, what is, what, you know, because I always like my Instagram, I will always go too far. always do something like a horrible joke where I'll get a string of Ryan, Ryan, I can't believe Ryan. Come on. You guys have rules like where you're like, don't cross this line.
0: I mean, there's not rules like written out, like you don't get a list of rules when you start, but we talk, we just talk everything through. So sometimes we'll read like a headline on another site and I'll be like, oh, wow, like they really went there. I feel like that was aggressive. And sometimes I'm sure people do that about us. So it's really just like talking it out and trying to think like, what, how are people going to read this and what are they going to think? And, you know, with stuff like when things happen, like Brittany and like mental health is involved. I've been talking about this a little bit and I was like, I feel like the way everyone's handled Demi Lovato over the last couple of years is a good example. It hasn't been perfect, but it's been much better. Whereas if compared to like Britney stuff. So I think we've gotten better at it, but like the cover of magazine, I have nothing to do with the magazine. Like the print team works pretty independently. And then there's some crossover, but I don't really do much for print. I've done a few things, but this covers, I I need to grab
1: my dog. She's barking at me One second. No problem. Sorry. Cool. She gets, uh, she gets really possessive. If I start talking <laughs> to somebody else, um, okay. <laughs> you're going to sit on daddy's lap now. So, um, yeah, so the, the Britney stuff and and headlines, um, you know, so is there, is there somebody, are you in charge of your own headline title or just the writing? Because those titles can either grab you that it's all starts with a, a title, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it's a lot of pressure. Headlines are fun though. Um, yeah, the writer is in charge in sense, but the editors, which now I edit a little bit, you go back and forth. So you write it as a draft and then it gets sent back to you. Um, but technically, yes, the writer is in charge of the headline. And then the editor, or like my boss or supervisor will like weigh in if they think that you took the wrong angle or also with SEO, like you want to get high in Google. So you need the names in there and like stuff like that. So there's a lot of things that go into the headline, but some, the ones on the homepage specifically have to be a certain character count. Like they, there's a lot of rules. Do you, that way. Do you have
1: to put in your own hashtags?
0: Oh, no you I don't upload do to the
1: si- oh god thank god that is like the worst part of doing a podcast is at the end like the final step is you have to put hashtags and I just oh, no. am so tired at that point and I'm just like making up that I'm just like Jax Jax Taylor virus herpes like I just like um, <laughs> but um Is there because I always picture it like and I know this is wrong, but it's like all those movies with like like spotlight or, you know, uh, you know, breaking stories. Is it ever what is the most intense story you've been involved with in terms of like getting it out and like, have we gone too far?
0: Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, (laughs) I feel like there are definitely moments like back when we were in the newsroom the Company that owns Us Weekly also owns a lot of other titles. So we would all be in the same space. Like I used to sit next to the Raider Online team.
1: Oh my God, another great team. Yes.
0: Another great team. So there was a lot of competition and stuff there. Like when you would hear someone gasp, it would be like crazy. <laughs> um, or like and this is not a fun example, but like I remember the day Kobe Bryant died, which was the same day oh, as the God. Grammys. That was a fun Sunday. Um That was like trying to figure out, okay, because there was a lot of outlets running with like the fact that like his daughter was in the the helicopter very quickly, but we didn't actually know that. Like there was no confirmation. So with stuff like that, it's when you have to get serious and be like, all right, like let's verify this. Like we can't cite other people. We need to talk to the police ourselves, like try to figure it out. Just like when it's really serious stuff, you don't want to like jump the gun or when someone dies. Like I remember somewhat TMZ. Is usually like, right. Like 99.9% of the time, but there was like one time they were wrong about someone being dead. And like ever, I was like scarred ever since. Cause you have the prep or whatever, sometimes ready to go. And all you, it can take 10 seconds to get it out there. And then you can't take that back.
1: Well, yeah, the, we we were in a clubhouse earlier this week, moderating with Kate Casey and Dave Quinn. And that, you know, I think David brought it up initially, or you had talked about mm-hmm. it was, you know, a lot of people will have in, in media have people's obituaries already written, you yeah. know, so they'll have, they'll be ready to go, which is like the darkest thing, That you can possibly imagine, but at the same time, if it's your job, a huge time saver, um, to get it out there, which is, is there sometimes I, I notice myself with watching all of these shows and talking to so many people, I get really desensitized really quickly. Um, I don't sometimes I forget that it's actual people and I just think their characters like in 90210 or Melrose Mm -hmm. Place. So I'm like, Oh my God, it's like a soap opera. Then you forget that, or you're like questioning if it's real or not. Does the same thing happen to you just having so much media come your way?
0: all the time this is so embarrassing but I remember when Luke Perry died my boss was out so we were all like and it was like we had we did have some stuff pre-written because he had a stroke so we, you know you worst case scenario you don't want that but you know we had some stuff ready to go but then reactions are coming in and you have to also see like with your how much your audience actually cares which is kind of fucked up but like sometimes you'd be shocked certain deaths like blow up and you're like oh bizarre or I mean, I, there's a lot of factors but I remember that day was just so stressful and getting through it and then I got on the path train to come home and I just started to crying like people were staring at me like I like I lost like my dad or something and it was overly yeah. Perry because I had no reaction in the moment or like when Demi Lovato overdosed I remember like just working 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 and then like I heard a Demi Lovato song like, two days later and she was okay but I just started like crying like it's weird when it hits you and when it doesn't but yeah. you just kind of have to get work through it.
1: The Luke Perry thing was was wild for me because it was the first thing of like because nine hundred two and was my show as a kid like that was I mean you saw it in reruns but I mm-hmm. saw it as a kid when it was first airing and that was the definition of cool and also like be like damn like this like you know I'm like make sure Jason Priestley's all right make sure yeah. he's like the sideburns guys and then this uh, past couple of weeks we got uh, Dustin Diamond Screech passed away mm-hmm. which I know you guys covered as well and it's it's sad to realize. And I feel like this is going to keep happening because we are a country obsessed with pop culture. We're in store for so many more deaths and like mourning than previous generations because so many more people are stars now.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's it's always like because every once in a while, like someone will die from like a random MTV show that aired a million years ago and the story will just blow up. And it's oh, like, the true life guy. There, there's a, yeah. there was a
1: guy in true life that was like, I'll gut you like a, fuck," you know, he was like how to get married in Jersey true life or something. Yeah. And I remember being shocked because I had spent so much time, you know, watching that true life. It was weird. Um, So do you have like what is your process for like, I mean, do you have some kind of wire that breaking news comes across mm. that you're always logged into? Is there some kind of secret club I can join? What is going on? How do we do this?
0: <laughs> Me? It's mostly Twitter. I'm on Twitter nonstop. <laughs> I'm literally, I wake up and the first thing I do is check Twitter. Oh, I think, I'm so sorry, I Sarah. Think,
1: what a t- that is, I am too, but it's such a horrible place.
0: I know, but Twitter knows everything first. It, it's true. Cause I've, t- I've tried other things. I've set alerts for stuff. Um, you know, I, of course I have every competitor's app and push notifications on. I, I get the same notification at. That- Thousand times when something happens, and it's interesting to see. Obviously, and then you know, but Twitter has been the most effective for me. There are other things you can use. There's like Data Miner, is this one thing that has like everything coming from different outlets. But I just really feel like Twitter, especially if you follow the right people, you see everything, and also you're getting it from different perspectives already. Like you're seeing the reaction. I think Twitter is the best, even though it's terrifying.
1: (laughs) How much are uh, um, things that have kind of evolved in the last year, like Dumois and things like that, play a part? Because these are unverified, um, you know, accounts. I mean, I could push, I've tried to consistently push the rumor and hopefully you'll help me with as well that I've been spotted in New York with Leah McSweeney uh, mask off too, a uh, non-please. I've been trying to push that rumor and it never gets mm-hmm. printed. I mean, what do you, what do you, how do you guys handle stuff like that?
0: Oh my God. It drives me freaking nuts to be honest. Cause part of me is the fan. I love, you know, blind gossip. Love is it, fun. love it. I yeah. love
1: reading up unsubstantiated Great. rumors.
0: <laughs> totally. And like, I followed, I I, I unfollowed and followed Jamoy so many times because it was, started pissing me off, but then everyone kept sending it to me and I couldn't see it because it was private. So I'm like, Oh, yeah. whatever. So I follow it. And it is frustrating because it's like some things back and forth are contradicting each other and people believe it and they'll believe anything. And then also, They like want credit for breaking news, but it's like, you didn't break news. You just pressed, like you just posted it and not saying that every single thing that has been published in us weekly has been, I'm sure there's things that aren't, you know, have proven not to be true, but there is a very big process into it. We have a team of lawyers. Everything we write gets checked through a lot of people and reps and sources and they just upload it. So it actually kind of drives me nuts, but also it's fascinating.
1: Wait, before you release anything, it has to be checked with lawyers. So like in the moment, like- if you so if you're doing Golden Globe articles tonight, like that are going out immediately, a lawyer has to be there right there.
0: I think I can say this. I don't. I don't know. Well, if but you um, need to
1: cut it out later. I'm, it's not coming out till tomorrow. But I'm yeah. just curious.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, not every. Are so you not a lawyer
1: ever, too? No, I was. You're like I'm a lawyer as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I represent myself and all my libel cases. No, I've never been sued. <laughs> never been sued. I was threatened by the Church of Scientology one time, but I've never been. Sued. you know what?
1: That's a great place to be threatened by. Like, that is one of the top. If you're going to be threatened by an organization, I hear they're one of the best.
0: yeah, they write. They have very lengthy letters. Every statement is pages, really. Um, no, but yeah, we have a team of lawyers the magazine does. I, I think every outlet would, if I assume, um, but not every story needs to be checked. So if we're writing about Brad and Jen running into each other, you know, they're going to legal that like, there's nothing scandalous in it. But um sometimes the legal, the lawyers want to know your source, or they'll want to know if you've reached out to the reps, how much time you've given, because obviously magazines, publications get sued all the time. Um And if they're involved from the beginning, they can try to prevent that.
1: Yeah. um I was just remembering, I was trying to think of famous, like Us Weekly famous, like I need to track down if you guys listening, uh, maybe help me track down. I want this for my wall is the Us Weekly cover of Fred Durst and Britney Spears, and the headline was Beauty and the Beast. It was a really powerful headline. I just remember, like, it's, like, emblazoned in my memory. Um, uh, Okay, so what do you think about the Kardashians? Because we were talking about things that kind of hit all points of pop culture. You were talking about the cheating scandal, of course, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, a reputable one. But Kardashians really, to me... I think one of the fascinating things about them, even if you don't like them, is that they hit music, they hit sports, they hit TV, streaming, uh, go down the line. Their hands are in everything now, right? Makeup. Yeah.
0: makeup. I love, I mean, I love the Kardashians for the same reason you do. Like, I can't look away, even if I should. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a great example. I also feel like when like I remember my dad texting me about Jim Edmonds because to him, Jim Edmonds was like baseball player. And yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. for us, it's like Megan King Edmonds candle making husband. Yes. And when he was getting in all that trouble for cheating, my dad was like, why do you care about Jim Edmonds so much? Like, why is this? Cause my dad will read everything I write just cause he's nice, even if he doesn't care. So yeah. he'll text me about stuff like that. So I also love stories like that, but the Kardashians great example every time when they're like dating an athlete, um, like right now, Kendall's dating Jordan Woods' ex, David Booker, who's on like the Suns or something. Kendall seems to
1: have like an all-star team of like basketball. She like she really likes basketball players.
0: She does. She's like her sister, Chloe. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so I love the Kardashians and I love when they also intersect and people can say what they want, but the Kardashians are another one where it's, you see some of the numbers that they bring in. It's shocking, honestly. And that's why we cover them from every angle and we wouldn't if people didn't care. So I get frustrated when people are like, this is the dumbest headline I've ever seen. I'm like, you wanna know how many hundreds of people are reading that right now? And millions by the end of the week or whenever we get the numbers, yeah. like, you would be shocked, you would be shocked. People
1: are fascinated. And here's a direct, you guys, I always talk about this. It's a, it's, it's so fascinating because this is a family that we have directly made. We, the consumer, have made them. There is no other person. We are responsible for them, like it or not, in good or bad. We did this. We have mm-hmm. given them these laugh lifestyles. lifestyles uh, you know, but what, I mean, so this week alone, you guys, or in the last two weeks alone, we've gotten the Scott Disick changing his hair color and a desperate cry for help story. Mm-hmm. Uh, We got Amelia Bedelia Hamlin dating Scott Tissick. We got that story from it. Then we also go over to Travis and Courtney, which is a whole new story. I find their romance completely boring, but people seem fascinated by it. Um, You know, Chloe supposedly got engaged to Tristan. I don't care about that, but that's a story. Kris Jenner posted a picture of watching um, Property Brothers on Hulu, which is supposedly part of their Hulu deal that she promoted. Uh, Kim is out and about. Kim now is fully leaning into her single life. I mean, were you expecting her to lean in this heavily in terms of wanting to get out there as quickly as possible?
0: Um, God, I was just, we were waiting for her to pull that trigger. I mean, we heard in July and we published this, so it's not like a big secret, but no one cared until page six posted it. We published in July that she was meeting with Laura Wasser, divorced attorney. Like we've known four months that we were just waiting for her to pull the trigger. So I am so happy. She finally did it. Talk about how imagine prepped. having a
1: retainer, uh, Laura Wasser on retainer for a year. Like what is that monthly retainer fee? You know, I
0: mean, such a good question. I, that chick has some secrets, man. I want to know what that she knows <laughs> Can you imagine? Yes. that she's living the real dream. She's got yeah. the real tea. Um, But yeah, I kind of did expect Kim to lean into it so much because I mean, it's a genius thing. Like, I remember who was it? Kristen Cavallari, when all of this stuff was happening with the Madison of it all, was talking about how her engagement rates on Instagram were so high. So that's why she was posting on Common James even more than she already does, because people were seeing it. So for Kim, it's the same thing. Like, people are gonna go on her Instagram anyway, and they're gonna look at it. But if she's posting, you know, a naked selfie that people are gonna look at, and then people are wanting to see if she's gonna post about Kanye, and then she's gonna throw in like 75 KKW fragrance beauty ads, then we're gonna buy KKW beauty. Fra- it's genius, really. All Wait, the eyes I, on her. I
1: still don't know who is buying. K- KKW. Like I still, I know I'm a guy, so I wouldn't know, but like everybody's buying KK. Like wh- is there meetings with women? They're like, let's all buy KK. I mean, it, it's obviously working. I just have never met some, and obviously I'm not in the age range of you know, <laughs> meeting girls that are with KK. but like, is it like preteen? What, who's buying KK? No,
0: preteen is Kylie. Kylie, which I okay. will say when I was in college, I had some Kylie lip kits and I'm not proud of it, but I wore them and they dried out my lips. Um, And the pictures <laughs> now looking back are kind of absurd, but I have like, way, every color. You can't
1: see Sarah right now, but she, she, she doesn't have any lips anymore she's, <laughs> she's a face with no lips And it's, it's I didn't want to say that I knew, noticed that Thank but. you,
0: thank you for keeping my secret Um, <laughs> No, I've never had used KKW Beauty, I will say, but I do Have skims, and I've paid full price For them, and that is something I have to live with But I have no regrets
1: Do you think these Kardashians, like, do you think Kim Was like, you know what I, I Invented in my mind last night, things that Will suck everything in, and I Want to call them skims, or do you think it's like um it's like Mad Men where it's presented to her and she's like, I like that.
0: Ooh, probably a combo, but I think yeah. what why these products even if the most ridiculous ones they work now is because they model them themselves. Like you want to be like, Kim obviously looks great in all of this aspirational. It's aspirational. Some those, it's aspirational. Yeah. And yeah. some of those pants, like they're very high. They're not very comfortable to sleep in. Like they're super high-waisted. Like, yeah, you look great on your Instagram selfie, but like you could never sleep in the like cozy fuzzy ones. I have them. I I would know, but of course I posted a selfie and them and whatever. Like, I don't know. It's, it's addicting. And because they use the products, you really just, you buy into it. You feel like you're a bizarre. part of, yeah. Uh,
1: of their you know that's why I buy Arthur George socks so I can feel like I'm a <laughs> part of Rob Kardashian's life I want there to be mims so bad like men's skims like why are there not mims I would love to hide my love handles I'm not really going out anymore but I would love to when I'm going out again like it feels like an untapped market like give it to Rob well give I mean not Rob maybe give it to Scott or somebody give him. but I love your thought yeah. of Kylie is preteen. Kim is past that. And then I hear that now Chris Jenner is getting into the makeup game. We got that yeah. story in the last two weeks. And so I love that there is kind of an age, like is MJ going to want to have one for like great, great, you know, the older they should,
0: sex? They probably should. I mean, I think also they do those collab, like cross collaborations because I remember when KKW Beauty started and Kylie was taking off. I was like, I wonder if there's, tension here, but I think they must know their audience. Like Cam, they have so much data because of their Instagram. So they know exactly how to market these things. Like it's a joke how easy it is for Kylie to post something and know exactly who are consumers. Cause I mean your Instagram stats tell you everything you need. I mean, even in a you know, for your pod, like you know who's following you, you know who listens to you. So you know how to market to them and they're hey, geniuses hey, and their teams hey, are yeah. hey mom. What's
1: <laughs> up, mom? Hey, Dad. Um, <laughs> the female uh, demographic. Yeah, it's no. It, it just fascinates. I mean, talk about the Ashley Madison data leak. I would love to if the Kardashians ever get a data leak, every girl in America would be toast. That um, was another
0: one that was so fun though. Like when the Forbes Kylie thing happened, and Forbes like retracted oh, calling retracted, her a billionaire. Yes. That was a good one. Like I love stories like that that are just like just weird enough with big names, but like bizarre and like I love court documents and things like that. But the Kardashians, I mean, it, just when they like things slow down it picks it back up and then the show comes back and then things that happened a year ago get headlines again. It's, it's a well, well-oiled machine.
1: Are you guys actively, I feel like we've gotten so much from Kim. Are, are you guys actively trying to get pics of Kanye and stuff like that? I feel like we've not gotten really anything from the Kanye camp, except for a couple half-baked quotes and like a very blurry picture of him without a ring. And I really feel like that's an untapped story of like, is are people trying to be the first one for that story at all?
0: Yeah, I'm sure they are. I mean, Daily Mail and every outlet has like they talked about this in the Britney documentary, like the, the photo budget. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Daily Mail, like I can also tell because like every photo agency has different prices and some are really expensive. And like Daily Mail have must subscribe to all of them because they have pictures of everything and we always have to link back to them because we don't buy as many pictures as they do. Um and print and digital, it's like a whole thing. But um yeah, Kanye is another example, though. You're asking, like, when you cross the line, like, that has mental health stuff involved, too. So I think that might be part of it. Like, people know, like, it's no secret that everything that happened over the summer with him and North and uh, the abortion yeah, that Yeah, like, I talk that, about
1: that a lot. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the breaking point, supposedly, you know?
0: It, we've heard that from countless people on Kim's side, about that. It was the breaking point and it makes sense. It was, but at the same time, you know, she did release that statement about bipolar disorder. So Kanye is kind of one of those cases now where I don't know how people totally know how to cover him at all times.
1: Kim's side, we, you know, is it, uh, is it well-known in the news industry that, uh, sources say it's always Kris Jenner?
0: Is is (laughs) Kim's friend always Kris
1: Jenner? Because that's what I always hear. It's like, Sources say in the Kardashian camp, we're like, it's Chris. Like it's-
0: I've never spoken to Chris Jenner. I wish I have. Also, have you that. spoken to
1: have you spoken to Corey? Chris Chris <laughs> wants me to Chris wants me to tell you that uh Kim is very
0: <laughs> I wish. I wish. No, I mean source is an insider. It's all different levels. That's also why you have to, you know, take certain things for what. not run certain things or wait and you get stories beat out on you because you know they might go with that and you've decided how close are this person to this situation have they been right before have they been wrong before like it's a game for sure
1: so do you ever get to ask is this on the record
0: yeah. I mean, I ask Ooh, people that that's all exciting. the
1: time. I love that. That's so exciting.
0: Yeah, my um, Instagram DMs are full of people telling me, this is off the record, by the way. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm aware. I don't think you'd be DMing me on the record.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So Cardassians, I could talk forever about, you know, your podcast, like I said, is really amazing, you guys. It's uh, For the Right Reasons. Is that correct? Here For the Right uh, Reasons, yeah. Here For the Right Reasons. And, you know, like I said, this past week's episode was 23 minutes long and it was <laughs> every piece of it was fascinating now your podcast was so much more exciting than this season of the actual bachelor it almost confused me into like continuing to watch it because each week i'm like i'm done i'm done and we're having an issue with the bachelor where the the excitement of the bachelor is not even on the tv anymore it is in yeah. all of the stories The second screens, um, to me, that's the story because once again, in the last two weeks, we've had Chris Harrison scandal. Uh, The uh, Rachel, what's her name? Rachel? Rachel
0: Kirkenel. Rachel Kirkenel. I don't know which way it is.
1: She's still in contention for the title, right?
0: Yeah, she's in the final three, but all these photos started coming out right before the premiere, but then no one talked about it and it spiraled. And and, and guys, guys,
1: just so you know, if we talk spoilers, you, you've been warned. Okay. Uh, you know, just, just FYI, if you want to believe in fantasy and I'll try <laughs> to timestamp it. Um, but yeah. So so the big issue with her was the pictures came out with... Uh, she was at an antebellum uh, a party a couple of years ago, right?
0: Yeah. So basically, which I... Thank you for saying that about the podcast. And I do Tuesday episodes recapping the show, which used to be like my favorite. And I have a guest on. I had Kate Casey on. If you watch the show, you're more than welcome to come on and do one with me. Sometimes I have bachelor alums. It depends who... Oh who my God. Around.
1: That would be my dream someday, please. Oh yeah, no, ta- for sure. I will take very specific notes.
0: For sure, yeah. So those are Tuesdays. And then I just recently, a couple of weeks ago started doing friday episodes of just myself breaking down the news and it is i try to do it and i did digestible 15 20 minute way because they're it, the bachelor audience is so fascinating for so many reasons but one of them is there's two different types there are people who follow these people on instagram and are obsessed and get involved and get mad about things and uncover things and then there are people who genuinely just watch the show and i know that because like the instagram numbers don't line up versus like the ratings. so millions of people are still watching the bachelor but they're not it's not like everyone of this following them, following them no they have
1: no clue what cr- what Chris Harrison said. They, right. they so didn't they're watch gonna, Extra. They do not know. No,
0: and they're going to be pissed when they turn on the TV and they don't see Chris Harrison after the final rose. Then they're going to start Googling and I'm going to see my Google numbers go up like crazy because everyone's searching what where's Chris Harrison. It's like, it, for me, it's like I'm living and breathing this and I feel like I can't, I, it's all I think about, but like other people are literally just watching The Bachelor and have you no idea.
1: Actually, yeah, you did a great job explaining it and you actually made me, you made me think of a thousand questions because my mind was just like, wow, because it is like that. I mean, I almost like, I love like, this is the story that has torn Bachelor Nation apart. And I said, I'm like, I'm like, are we treating Bachelor Nation more serious than we're treating America? Like, what, what about America Nation? How about that? And then we'll get to Bachelor Nation down the line. But I'm like, we're taking more care of Bachelor Nation than we are our own nation. No, like, it's like, Bachelor Nation is like a microcosm, I guess, of society, of course. Yeah. But at the same time, guys, the show is pretty much, like you get, the show is just so a guy could sleep with a bunch of girls on that like sweet night and then pick one. Like, that's what we're all fighting about. Uh, but it is true. Like he, Chris Harrison said some really stupid ass shit. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, immediately apologized for it. Uh, he is taking some time to learn, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, would love to see the learning process. That'd be mm-hmm. a fascinating documentary. Um, and now we just got a uh, news yesterday that, that, uh, this gentleman, uh, do you do what's his name? Is Emmanuel,
0: Acho, I want to say something like that. Emmanuel Acho,
1: and he is—he uh, has written a book uh, about race, I believe. Um, yes, he, you know he is, and he's going to be hosting after the final rose uh, instead of Chris Harrison. And it seems like he's really interested in you know bridging the divide and stuff. But you're right that the thing is, people are going to get to after the final rose, and it's going to be you know, it's usually like a three hour after the final rows And yeah. it's like an hour and a half are going to be about race relations that people are not going to be ex- not knowing they're walking into. And I'm just like, I'm glad that we're going to be spending network TV time on something important. Yeah. But at the same time, I just sometimes feel like, does the, does why we're doing this does it have enough foundation to hold that weight because it's so silly in some ways, not, not what any of these people said, but just the concept of the show, you know?
0: It's bizarre. The Bachelor has really—I mean, it—it's sad, but it does represent a lot of everything that's going on in the world. And we had Al- we read- had
1: drugs last uh, season yeah. with what's his name that won with uh, Zach,
0: yes, Zach and Tasha. yeah, yeah. Uh, that one. He—they are still together, still going strong. <laughs> Clarendale yeah. got back together. I mean, oh, it's, you know it's what, never
1: Clarendale, ends. I just need <laughs> stop. Please, can can I talk to us weekly, Saf? Let's stop doing the Clarendale stories. I know Again, be- people like, are reading it. Yes, it's me. I will stop if you guys promise to stop. Okay. But I just—I'm so upset. Like they're literally out there they're like they're looking down yeah they're looking for attention like it's just them out in public hoping to get photos you know the
0: amount of people that dm'd me thinking it was a conspiracy that abc play, paid clarendale to go be spotted together so people would stop talking about chris harrison like everyone was having this thought I'm like you guys were <laughs> oh all God, this is so twisted it's uh,
1: amazing well yeah. no guys clarendale are because clarendale are thirsty and like and <laughs> they don't need to all- be paid they're also messed up like us, you know, our actual relationships, like we get together, we break up, we get to, you know, it happens, yeah. you know, but I just, totally. I'm after Claire, just after Claire last season just said, I deserve this. Cause I waited like that kind of stuff does. Yeah. I was, Claire anyway. has
0: had, had me blocked on Instagram for an unknown period of time. What did um, you say? What was, I the, have uh, no idea. I was Found out she was a bachelorette. I went to go look her up to see how many followers she had because I have a sick obsession with tracking these people's Instagram followings. I wanted to know because I was like, they picked someone who hasn't been on the show in a long time. She wasn't totally loved, like, kind of, a, it was just a random choice. So I was like, I need to go to her yeah. Instagram immediately. And I was like, oh, wow, they picked someone who doesn't have an Instagram to be the bachelor. How wild. And my cousin was like, what are you talking about? It's right here. I'm like, did you spell Claire right? Like, I was whatever. I'm like, this bitch has me blocked. And this was before the bachelorette premiered. So it must have been something I said a long time ago. I don't know why.
1: I would love to have known what you. What could have possibly done it?
0: The only thing I think it could be is when Claire was on Bachelor in Paradise, they edited it to making her seem like she was talking to a raccoon. And yeah, it was I, just wild television and I bring it up a lot and I've brought it up in Us weekly stories randomly like I'll do like the craziest moments and I always lead with the raccoon so maybe she knows that I'm the one who brings up the raccoon all the time like of course it is but it was amazing.
1: A, but any publicity is good publicity. I mean like Claire obviously wants attention. That's You know what? I do believe I want to uh, talk to Instagram. Every time somebody blocks you, they should have to write like a quick sentence of why. And yes. that way it shows up and then it makes the person feel bad and and no, you know.
0: I would love to know I Haven't had a chance to talk to Claire for whatever reason. I didn't talk to her before the show. I ended up talking to Tasha like three times, but I never talked to Claire. I don't know if that was arranged or what, but she does not like me. Her and Nikki Farrell, who was the runner up who won Juan Pablo season, both have me blocked. They're the only two people I know that have me blocked on Instagram, and they're from a season of The Bachelor so long ago before I even worked at Us Weekly. Makes no sense. Wait, no
1: other famous people have you blocked?
0: I mean, I'm sure they do, but those are the only ones I like know for sure.
1: Okay, cool. Like, no Harry Styles or anything like that. No, nothing crazy. uh, Jax doesn't even have me blocked
0: somehow. Wow, uh, you're unblocked.
1: the one. You're the, the Jax is the only person that he has not black. I will blocked. tell
0: you this. This is funny. I know we're jumping all over the place. I never even explained what Rachel. No, and you guys, did, is, but- <laughs> by the
1: way, by the way, this is, guy, this is like two pop culture lovers having a conversation. These are the conversations I love. So
0: we got a DM once from Jax. Him and Brittany were doing press like two years ago, and they weren't booked for us. That I don't know why. You know, brought the networks, it's a lot to get all this stuff booked, but for whatever reason, they weren't booked to come to us that day. They were in New York doing press. And we get, Us Weekly gets a DM saying, hey, from Jax Taylor saying, hey, would love. to see you guys while i'm here and then he (laughs) followed up with is sarah there would love to clear some stuff up and i'm like jack knows who i am and is dming me like what the hell and i like responded and then he never answered and of course, Jax sure.
1: would know people's names. He's yeah. like on the dartboard and stuff. Yeah. I'm
0: sure, I'm sure. And he, and I was like, what does that mean? And he never followed up. And I'm sure Bravo was like, no, you can't just go to Us Weekly right now. Like we're going to E, like what? Like you can't just do this, Jax. But I was dying. I was like, oh my God, it's it, like my heart dropped. I was like, what does he want to say to me? I can oh, take Oh, that's him, my but.
1: worst nightmare. Like that's sometimes, I mean, I'm so bad with DMs anyway, but sometimes that, un, that, uh, the the folder where you have to approve the messages Mm -hmm. i always get scared to check that one because i'm always scared Jax is going to be one of those and then i'll just like will i read it or won't i read it you know oh you're gonna Um, read it (laughs) yeah i'll read it but it's like then it's like i know me like i'll feel bad for a couple days and
0: yeah
1: um uh, okay so back to the the bachelor though i do want to so this actually brought up and this is where we are in america right now so of course it it it, you know, holds a mirror up to society. I just find it funny that it's the bachelor that's doing it. And we call it bachelor nation and how serious people take bachelor nation. It's tearing bachelor nation apart. Um, but did you guys see this story coming? Did you know?
0: So this is, what's also tricky now more than ever, obviously everyone has a social media following. Everyone has, you know, an opportunity to accuse someone of something good, bad, or other. So when the season premiered, There was this TikTok going around of this random girl who claimed Rachel, the contestant, made fun of her for liking black guys in high school. And that was like this TikTok. And it's like, we would never just run that without Rachel addressing it because we don't know who this chick is. We don't know if she actually went to school with her. It was no actual facts. But certain blogs and stuff do pick it up. And then, so it's kind of a weird line of what, how, who do you believe on the internet if they're just randomly accusing you of something, but you keep your eye on it. So when that happened, I was like, oh boy, this chick could end up being a problem because people are already accusing her stuff. It's the night one. She's been on the show for 30 seconds and someone's accusing her of something. So then pictures started showing up like on Reddit, Bachelor Reddit is a wild wild place if you ever want to you know lose your mind for a couple hours, Bachelor Reddit is <laughs> insane, terrifying. Um and they then found they somehow, I guess, stalked all her friends and saw she had liked pictures her friends had posted, like with the Confederate flag in the background, like at a frat party. This girl's from Georgia. She went to Georgia college, not Georgia university. I miss said Georgia university and a sorority girl from Georgia university DM'd me and said, we don't want to be associated with this. So I was like, I'm so sorry to the university of Georgia. This was Georgia college, everyone. I'm sure you did something too. And that's why you're DMing this random girl, but whatever. Um, no, it's a different story. Um, So then these pictures came out. Yeah. So she liked her friends posing in front of Confederate flags. There was pictures of her friends dressed up as Native Americans for Halloween. Just like a bunch of whatever. But then everything blew up when the photos of her at this party on a plantation in the Southern Belle Scarlett O'Hara dress with a bunch of other white girls dressed up as Scarlett O'Hara came out and it has been labeled like an old South antebellum themed party. It's some fraternity, I guess, that throws like this not sanctioned event every year because they got they aren't supposed to throw it. Rachel's mom did this wild interview with the son trying to say that they just took the pictures but didn't party there. And then they went to the beach and was trying to like downplay it. Either way, I mean, it was 2018. You should probably know I shouldn't be on a plantation dressed like Scarlett O'Hara. Like, and this see, is where Chris Harrison no
1: said, that was all the way back in 2018. Sorry, the woke police yeah. and Chris trying to be cool and political.
0: So the Chris Harrison thing blows my mind for so many reasons. I've talked to Chris Harrison sh- countless times. He you know, is very involved in the show. He puts himself involved involved, in the show. He doesn't have to, I mean, he's a producer, but he does interviews and press all the time. And he talks about the show with such passion and whatever. So he is still very much in it after all this time. It's kind of bizarre, Um, which great. He has, it's, you know, a great well, gig. Well, Sarah, I, but... don't think,
1: I don't think it's bizarre. I think once you're in Hollywood, like it, it is so hard to get a gig like that. He yeah. has a million to one odds of having the career he has. It's like Ryan Seacrest. If American yeah. Idol, you know, season one didn't happen, we would not have Ryan Seacrest's productions or anything True. like that. So I think he's, because he knows how hard it is to get. And that's why I think he immediately was like, oh shit, I done fucked up. Like, yeah. because it is so hard to get that position that he's in.
0: When I was watching that extra interview with Rachel Lindsay and they put it out like the 13 minutes, just about this, the race stuff, um, they separated obviously, it obviously couldn't all air on television, but they aired the whole thing on YouTube. My initial thought was, oh, this was ABC's attempt to sort of try to soften the blow, get people to like Rachel because you know, everyone thinks she wins. Obviously the first girl, Matt said, I love you too, was Rachel. He's the only one he said it to so far. So obviously all signs were pointing to Rachel is going to win or go far, but then Chris Harrison did this interview and Rachel Kirkconnell had not addressed anything. And that's the other controversy. Was she allowed to, was she not allowed to, to some degree? Yes, she was allowed to, I believe that she was working with ABC and they kept pushing back on what she wanted to say. She didn't have to, she could have gone rogue, but I think she's trying to play it safe and have the network, you know, work with her backfired obviously. Um, but Chris Harrison, I found out later that this was like, not even supposed to be about this. Like he was just on extra talking about the episode and he took it upon himself. Rachel was Lindsay free, asked one he was question, freestyling.
1: He was freestyling. which like, blew
0: yeah. my mind. Cause I thought this was like a pre-planned thing. Like let's have the, the bl- first black bachelorette talk to Chris Harrison about race. Obviously it went wrong, but I thought it was like ABC's attempt at like PR to try to crisis management this, but no, it was just to talk about the episode. And he took it upon himself to spend all this time talking about it poorly. And I was mind blown by that because I was like, what is he doing? Like all he all he had to do was say, we haven't heard from Rachel yet. Um, let's give Rachel a chance to talk. And obviously, you know, it's not a good look and, you know, hopefully we can all learn from this as, as bachelor nation, but he chose to,
1: he chose to like be on a little bit of a high horse. And and the thing is then afterwards, you know, she said that she was like, Oh, he immediately afterwards said great interview. Glad we can talk about this like adults and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he thought, he thought he potentially hit it out of the park. Yeah, he he totally did.
0: Which yeah. also blew my mind hearing all that stuff. And Rachel Lindsay, I mean, has a huge platform on the Higher Learning Ringer podcast. And it, she didn't hold back. She told everyone everything. And I'm like, good for you. Like it was <laughs> wild.
1: Very clearly, like, you know, she's able to hold a conversation, you know?
0: Yes, totally. And it's also just so fascinating because she still has a contract with The Bachelor too because she does their official their official podcast, Bachelor Happy Hour. So she still has like an ABC contract. But then on the other show, she's like talking, giving away well, all she, these she, like, secrets.
1: She, and it seems like she wants out of Bachelor Nation. She wants to turn in her passport and like leave... For yeah. another nation, because she's like, I, because Bachelor Nation does. I mean, above all, this is why it's silly, is that Bachelor Nation, I always just think of it like once you're in there, you have to date only within Bachelor Nation. Yeah, like basically. You can't date outside of Bachelor Nation or you're made fun of. Um, Unless you're also,
0: Tyler Cameron, who somehow dated Gigi Hadid. <laughs> I know.
1: What a, I mean, but when when I saw photos of Tyler Cameron and um, Dua Lipa at uh, their grandfather's funeral, I was yes. like, what is going on? What a weird Pairing. In also-
0: Holland, they went to, and I, we all know Yolanda from Housewives. We knew the grandma. I was like, "What is this? Like that kind of crossover?" And by the was, way, Tyler Cameron, Cameron
1: is the crux of whatever he did there. Made Gigi go back to Zane and have a baby. <laughs> So like, totally. that is a, that is a huge, I would l- someday love to have a lifetime film of whatever happened at that funeral that weekend.
0: Like and, they dated it for a month and he made it to the funeral in Holland. Like rich, famous, rich people just do things different.
1: <laughs> I mean, the only thing I hate about Dua Lipa is that she's with Anwar. I know. Or as oh. I call him, Shovel Face. Like I, <laughs> I find it, he's an 18 year old that's where like a 21 year old is with Dua Lipa, a 25 year old. I think Dua Lipa is perfect. And the only thing I really don't like about Dua Lipa is Anwar.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I can't believe they're still together to be honest. I really can't either. I feel, I blame that on the
1: pandemic. Um, Mm. Okay. Back to the, so Chris Harrison does this, thinks it's fine. He, I think within like, it seemed like within hours or a day or something immediately puts out a retraction, like immediately apologizes, right?
0: It was a Tuesday. The extra interview came out. And I remember cause everyone pulled like the initial stories that came out of it. Weren't that, No one, I don't think anyone watched the full video at first because there was a shorter one that like aired on TV and he addressed the Rachel thing quickly. And it was the first time anyone from the franchise had spoken about it. So that got picked up right away because everyone was waiting to be able to address it because you need some sort of response on both sides because you want to, you know, be balanced. Obviously, we're going to talk about the allegations, but if you don't have a response from the show or Rachel, it's hard sometimes to get stuff like that published. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you try to be fair. I mean, people can say what they want, but you do. You try to be fair. So that was the first time ABC Warner Brothers anyone had addressed it. So people picked it up. But then when you actually watch the full video, it's like, "Oh, this was not like things took a turn and if you watch it, you feel uncomfortable he's talking over Rachel Lindsay. It's it's the mansplaining of it all. There's so many layers to it." And so people even just reading the quotes like, "You have to watch it." Well, Sarah, really let me
1: explain it. what I saw. No. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna, let me explain what it
1: actually was, Sarah. Right. Think, yeah. Uh,
0: So it really then took off and then so people were people wrote about it and it wasn't whatever. But then so the initial stories brought people to the video and then everyone watched the full thing. Then, yeah, the apology, I think, came on Wednesday. Then a second apology came. Because the first apology wasn't good enough because when Rachel Kirkinell finally did her apology, it blew Chris Harrisons out of the water. So then he had to do a second one. But now and for the first time ever, I felt like Bachelor. So now we're like nation. out apologizing.
1: We're like yeah. out apologizing. Yeah. And
0: now Rachel Kirkinell's one up again because she put up a video talking, which the videos, I mean, say apology. And you, said, you
1: said listen for yourselves to these in yes, your podcast. Totally. You're like, go listen for yourself. But what what did you think of her apology?
0: Um, I mean, I thought Rachel's have been pretty as far as apologies go, not bad. I think it's So you would game game give her the rose.
1: You would give her the rose for yeah. She
0: can have a rose for apologies. Chris yeah, yeah. Harrison would definitely get a stand. Chris Harrison,
1: I'm so sorry. Yeah, we're gonna have to say goodbye <laughs> to you, Chris. Yeah,
0: so. sorry. Horrible apology. Um, but it's all about talking, showing your face, saying it. The Instagram statement doesn't cut it anymore. You have to do the video if you're gonna try to get the th- the sympathy. It's the well, basic.
1: You made this great point on the podcast, or, or something that really made me think of like. Well, what did they do? Because so after the final rose, they have this new host coming in to lead a discussion and talk about the season, Um, which I, I just would find interesting how they prepare this guy for that. And I'm really going to be interested to see how that, this all works. Yeah. But then after that, you were talking about the new season of the, the Bachelorette, and they potentially have chosen the girl from this season of the bachelor who was let go like 10th or something. Yeah.
0: I don't think that's happening anymore, but I think they initially were going to give her the what contract, her but. Katie, but then this all blew up. And now, I mean, if they pick a random white woman, I don't think that's going to help people.
1: Because you said they they were going to uh, shoot in Mexico. They supposedly had that set. Mm -hmm. But now with that, like could... The you know could Chris Harrison come back? How much time is time to think, or is he done? Because you also had this thing. Well, well, I think even for a season, you could go around with like just people jumping in and out. You mentioned, uh, I think Ashton Kutcher did one. Yeah, Amy Schumer came in, and then. But when you when you do that, it's really scary. It's like Chris really fucked himself because you realize you don't. Like Chris is a great addition in the sense of like we've known this guy for so long and we've grown up with this guy. But at the same time, ABC, you never want to give your bosses a shot to see that they don't need you. Yeah. No matter how involved, because Chris probably brings a hefty paycheck with him now. He probably has points on the show at some point, you know, like so it really you don't want to give them an opportunity to see that it can be done easier and cheaper. Yeah. Uh, Cheap. Cheap is the best word. You know, it's not even about loyalty anymore. It's about cost effectiveness. Um, Do you know what the ratings have been this season like for they're not
0: that Good. Um, they're not that good, but I think part of it is because the Bachelorette this year aired in the fall and then usually it airs in the summer, and then the fall is the break. And now, so the Bachelorette aired; it ended on like December twenty second, and then the Bachelor premiered yeah. on like January fourth. I was like, "That is a horrible idea. This is the back to back." Tayshia and Claire season was I loved it because it was a disaster. Really yeah.
1: great. They really managed that crew managed to make it work, and it was yeah. so fun to watch.
0: And it was fun also because like the Lakinta end of it, it was so ridiculous. Yeah, like, watching and so watching so everybody, s-
1: watching everybody sweat. Yes. But it was all the like, fun.
0: It was yes. the fun Bachelor to make fun. Well, of it was like it was like, so,
1: it, was so, like, so so like um, it was like uh, like like people at camp putting on a play. Yeah, like it literally. had that camp vibe that I'm like, I love that they're not just like, you know, flying out or like turning around a corner. And it's like, ladies and gentlemen, train. And then they dance to a train song because yeah, the it band's was, there. I, I love-
0: had, um- I had Danny Pellegrino on here for the right reasons, who is obviously funny, hilarious, Jesus, yeah. and he was watching his first season of the show, and it was the episode that they had Chris and Bree from The Bachelor listen to your heart perform for yes. Clarendale, and he was like, "Who are these people?" Well, and I, I love like- that
1: they're like, "We'll we'll risk somebody from the Bachelor yes. Nation franchise, but we will not risk a real artist to come exactly. up here to La Quinta, exactly." Um, But uh, yeah, so I—I mean, that scary thing is like. Well, also, I think the other reason it's not good is because I'm sorry. I think Matt is like a a stiff board. I think he is so boring. I know he's hot. You know, everybody keeps telling me on TV that he's so hot. Look how hot he is in this outfit. Look how he is hot. Yes. But I'm sorry, there has to be a little more. And I don't think he pops on TV. I mean, do I you...
0: think it was definitely a mistake to pick someone who has never been on the show before. Um, The formula works for them. It really does. Because even it also gets people fired up. Whether Like Peter, the pilot I always go back to was ended up being a disaster of a bachelor. And it was like some people loved him on Hannah Brown. I still think season.
1: about the wind, the windmills thing with yeah. him. It's fascinating. I like, oh, he gave that us so me much. Laugh having sex in a windmill. And then like, that makes me laugh so much.
0: Yes. And he, if his season was also wildly entertaining, cause he, yes. you know, he pulled the going, trying to go back to the runner up, but then that's not work. Then he was with the fifth place girl for a while. I mean, it gave us his mom. There was so much there, but overall oh, he's regarded crawl, as a bad yes. bachelor. Yeah. And his mom's still on cameo $59. I check in to see if she's still on there. She's still selling them. Um, it's wild and the bachelor it's like the lead matters, but not that much. The only thing the lead needs to know how to do is play the game. And I think Matt James is a great guy. I don't think he is a lead of the bachelor franchise.
1: Who do you think is a great bachelor?
0: Ooh, I feel like, like you're. Ben Higgins, who I, it's like gag, I know, but he was a great bachelor because he was like, you understood why girls like him. Cause he's hot and he has, he had a real job and he had the unlovable little slogan. Like you need the slogan, but you need to play the game, but also be a nice guy. So they don't know you're playing the game. Like you can't come off as like Peter, the pilot came off as like, he didn't really care about people because he was like jumping around Ben Higgins. Like he said, I love you to two girls, but we forgave him. Cause he's Ben Higgins. You know what I mean?
1: What do we think of Nick Vile?
0: Oh, he also B-L. is a, he vile, vile. I don't know. He's something else. Um, He was actually a really good bachelor, too, because he also played the game. He wasn't as likable as your Ben. Well, kid, he went to the place the I game. taught
1: acting at. He was uh, one of our clients. And that was always interesting to like read his acting notes and stuff yeah, like I'm him sure. trying. And like sometimes there would be paparazzi outside our studio, which would crack me up. And because uh, one time he was photographed with one of the minor characters from like the hills and cause she was in class with him and they are like, they picked up those photos and I was like, Oh, that's, I wish I had run out and just been in the background of those photos.
0: I still get pitched. I actually, I talked to Nick Vile sometimes and I still, we got pitched photos of him taking out the trash the other day in his sweatshirt with his pocket oh, 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 so
1: you're saying he took himself out? That's
0: interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I sent him a picture of it. I was like, Nick, good way to get in the promo. See the Vile files. Like you're wearing your, your merch because you're taking out the trash. And you know, he knows there must be some paparazzi who for whatever reason camp outside. I don't know he why actually, they think I he's going I,
1: I don't really love him, but I do find him one of the smarter people and yeah. like how the industry works, you know, like how he, you know, I believe he knows what's going I on. I will there.
0: say the bachelor nation. One of the that's also fascinating about them all is seeing who's successful post show, whether the relationship or just in like their lives, because how many people have come off the show, tried to start podcasts, tried to start businesses. They work for two seconds. It doesn't work. Nick is one of the examples of someone who's still very much in the news, gets coverage. His show does really well, has a lot of business opportunities that aren't just sugar bear hair, like actual real stuff. He's an influencer whatever. And some of them, you watch them fail miserably trying to like launch this post-show career. And he's an example of a good one.
1: That's the other thing about Bachelor Nation I hate is that like we're creating monsters with these Instagram accounts. And it's like, I always think of it like the NFL where they like start putting a fund away to help like people with CTE injuries and stuff Mm for football players. We need to like, the Bachelor franchise or ABC needs to start putting money away that we can take care of these people once they retire in like a year after they're not famous anymore. It's called
0: Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor Winter Games. Sarah, what (laughs) happened? happens after that though
1: we need a bachelor retirement home we like who we're gonna have like 300 bachelor people out there on the streets of LA, just looking to us for handouts. You I know, know,
0: especially in the pandemic because they, they going to events was like their main thing too. Oh. And there's no events. So the amount of zooms I've been on in zoom rooms with bachelor people. Yeah. Oh, there was journey. no
1: stagecoach for that guy to hook up with five girls from the bachelor nation. Exactly. You
0: know? Exactly. But <laughs> when paradise does come back, they're going to have four seasons to choose from. Cause they have Peter's girls. They have Tasha and slash Claire's guys. They have Matt's girls. And then the new bachelorette will be airing before. So they're going to have four cycles plus all the people who have been waiting around that have been doing anything that want to get on. So it's going to be cutthroat.
1: I would love to be in, like, or just an article written about the casting of the next Spats in Paradise because mm-hmm. you want to know what those like what are those what when those casting gets thrown around I, are they talking about like okay well this person might potentially hook up with this person which would be good like I would love to know really how in depth they think this out you know
0: especially the show has changed a little bit because in the beginning they all tried to pretend that they weren't all talking or like establishing relationships even though we knew they were but now they're all in like full-fledged texting relationships like the stagecoach thing like they're hooking up with each other anyway and then, then so we, we come into like a love triangle half the time we don't even know but the the producers certainly know
1: yeah it's uh every bachelor nation person's dms are like trash i bet but um
0: have you seen the new the bachelor senior show they're trying to get casting for
1: yes i did see that yeah that's you know what i would love mj from the kardashians to be on there maybe i'm (laughs) shocked we never got an mj like full-on like uh chris hooking mj up with an older man because they did like a really fake subplot of like mj and chris going to find like somebody for chloe at a sporting's goods store
0: that was actually kind of funny
1: it was funny but it was was like come on guys like chloe's you know uh chloe might date you okay so um (laughs) as we i could talk to you forever but like let's get hit some other topics Mm -hmm. here uh this past week we had a um i think a friday and saturday we got a album cover drop uh justin bieber is bringing the world together with his new album coming out in uh march i believe is that right Mm
0: -hmm. i think so Um, march or april
1: it's called justice. and the graphic is him in like a I think a graffiti uh, tunnel, uh, uh, and he has his hand in his head, like a face palm kind of, and it's like, and this is just as justice. And I don't know what did it make you feel?
0: It reminded me a lot of Justin Timberlake and I do not like Justin Timberlake. I have very strong feelings about him. Um and I also think his Instagram activity has been very alarming recently. His the cryptic quotes and the random like shouting out of you're awesome, like are, are freaking me out. So I don't know. Beavers or Timberlakes? Be- Bieber.
1: Yeah, okay, so this is my other question. Did you watch the Billie Eilish uh, Apple TV documentary? Yet?
0: I have not watched it yet, but I read like the Revelations thing about it. Okay,
1: so it's called, uh, uh, it's my. It's a little blurry, I think, or something. I would really highly recommend everybody watch it. It's by R.J. Cutler, who's a famous documentarian. I was shocked that he did this. Um, it's two and a half hours long. It's a real time commitment, but I think there are so many great nuggets. One of them, two of them being, Justin Bieber's in it twice. We, we find out that Billie Eilish, She's like has obsessed, been with him, right? obsessed with Justin Bieber. I mean, like there's videos of her in this from like 10 years old of her crying because she's like, one day I'll have a boyfriend and I'll feel bad because I will not love him nearly as much as I love Justin Bieber. Like, and i know, no, and then she like even talks about like knowing his birthday where he is born, the hospital he was born in. She's like, she didn't even know the hospital she was born in, but she knew Justin Bieber's. And, wow. um, so so they meet at Coachella when she headline or when she did side stage at Coachella, they have her first meeting with Justin uh, Bieber. And it's she just like they're like seven feet apart and they're just looking at each other. And she's like already crying, you know, and Justin's just standing there just staring like because he's seen this so many times in his life of just people yeah. but, like but he knows it's Billy. And then like he hugs her and like kind of like stares at him. he just hugs her. And he hugs her, like she said, it doesn't show the whole thing, but she was like, he hugged me for like seven minutes. And I just sat there and sobbed. And every time she says my breathing would rack, he would hold me in tighter. And you see some of it. And Justin's just looking at the stage of whoever's performing, because it was during Ariana Grande. And it's like, he was just sitting there, just letting her cry. And he's watching the show. Wow. And it was so, and then he, there's another where after she like swept the Grammys, he calls her on FaceTime and it's. I'm I worried about Justin Bieber. He was like, I Hey, like him too. how do you feel? feels pretty good. Right. Okay, cool. Like, yeah. Like this is so I'm so proud of you and the work and like uh, uh, your brother, Finn. you know, like he, it, 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 it's just like, he, he, it's so sweet, but at the same time, so like disattached it's like, cause he's been there obviously, but I just like, he, I don't know if there's any there, there, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no,
0: I totally do. Like I think it's like because a good he got famous dude. at such a young age. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because if you watch the, which uh, I'm not saying I have, but I've watched the Justin Bieber documentary. Oh, that, so
0: have
1: I. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not supposed to. <laughs> like, it doesn't make me as cool as I want people to believe I am. I've also watched the Katy Perry die. Oh, there's a great Katy Perry Orlando Bloom scene in this where Orlando Bloom is allegedly probably on Molly or ecstasy as uh, older people call it. And he's just hugging Billie Eilish. And then Billie Eilish has no idea who Orlando Bloom is. It is hysterical. Oh my god. Yeah, because then and then afterwards, his brother's like, "That's the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean," and she's like, "Oh my god!" And then she goes back out and hugs him again, and he's like, "She
0: thought it was just Katy Perry's boyfriend."
1: Yeah, and and he goes, "This is a hug from the universe. This is a universe oh hug." Yeah, he's like totally out of it. But yeah, Justin Bieber worries me, and that album cover worries me. We're coming off of the Yummy album, nope. but also it's really it's like Bachelor Nation again, of like Justin. You do not have to bring the world together, you know, or maybe yeah. you should. I don't know. Maybe it is his job.
0: I don't know. Haley also is a little bothers me a little bit. Like, I feel like she takes the job of Mrs. Bieber very seriously. It's like a her full time job. She's putting
1: yeah. in 80 hours a week.
0: Yes, she is. And her Instagram is very similar also. I feel like she's always sharing. Like, it's like bizarre, the responsibility. I feel like those two, these two 20-something-year-olds feel to like the believers. And I don't even know. I will never get over the fact that like Haley Bieber used to be like a Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez stan, and now she's married. Like, I'm petty. But
1: it does. Isn't it amazing? It really puts that... It really encourages fandom and stand. Yeah. Like when you're like, you possibly could marry your favorite star. You just you need know?
0: A, a, a famous uncle, dad adjacent situation to help you get in there.
1: But I was watching some of his quarantine lives. He did like, remember that one with Kendall that they came mm-hmm. in. And it's like, he's just, it's just a different, he's just used to a different kind of lifestyle. And it's very weird. And he's like, seems like a really good hearted dude. Like I'm not making fun of him in that way, but it is interesting when you start, you're like, Oh, I don't know if you're fully connected to this earth. And it's not your fault, yeah. but it's, it's weird to have such a talent. And then I have it kind of remove you from real life completely. And every time you see him with Haley, it's like, they're always kissing. Like he yeah. needs her. He needs to be touching her at all times, you know? Yeah.
0: Oh my God. Oh yeah. You're so right. And I mean, after the pastor went down, I wonder how he Carl Lentz, with that. By the way,
1: did you guys, that was a, was that a big story for you guys?
0: Actually, what did not hit as big as I thought it would. It definitely, we definitely covered it. I saw Carl Lentz once a couple this was like a couple months ago, like right before this all broke. He was walking out of a gym in Hoboken, and I was like, "Yeah, that's he was Carl living Lentz. there for a
1: while, right? Yeah,
0: yeah." And I was like, "Why do I know that one? <laughs> I know who doesn't do faster." So random, but probably because um, yeah.
1: he was wearing like five like like uh, streetwear brands yeah. and like seven necklaces. You're like, "Oh, that's Scarlett." Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Um, but ever since that blew up, that happened. I wonder, you know, him and Haley, how they are. That's just like a bizarre. All the people who are connected to that. because you have like Jason Kennedy from E and Courtney, and all of these people who go to that church, and then. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but it's just like a random other little side of it. And I feel like that maybe I've played a part in Dustin's bizarre activity in the last year. I don't know, but. I just hope, I mean, I hope this
1: album's good. The album cover kind of weirded me out. I was yeah. like, I don't know if I would have gone with this, but you know, maybe it's going to, but also I got to say that that album that I thought was really good. What was the two albums ago? Yeah, the big one, one with
0: like, sorry and yeah, the, the love one, yourself. The, that one was fire.
1: That way, but that cover was kind of a little weird too. Wasn't it? I think it was just him like. With a yeah, prayer probably. hand or something. But like, so the album might be amazing. I just wanted to point out that it is coming out. So prepare. Prepare um, everyone. <laughs> is Tiger Woods a big story for you guys?
0: Yes, Tiger Woods. You know, the Tiger Doc actually blew up a I lot. Love, was... I
1: love the Tiger Did you watch both parts? Yes,
0: I watched both parts. I covered it for us. And that's another good example of because it, it crossed paths. I love when sports and pop culture go together because people are caring but like obviously a lot of it was stuff we knew it was just the documentaries have a way of bringing it back out like everyone rachel you could tell was a name i feel like everyone was talking about a decade ago and forgot about her and then she got her 15 minutes did you see she gave like quotes to page six within minutes of the car accident like her reaction i was like what is happening
1: I mean, it really—it's like we really we we bring these people back out of no, you know. I'm waiting for like Cato Kalin to come back out from OJ. We're like, we're, but yeah. like it is that I I love documentaries so much. You know, I'm even like really excited for the second part of the Woody Allen documentary mm-hmm. to come out tonight, the Ronan Farrow. Yeah. Um, but that it, it, and then this car accident—you can't help but think. You know, first off, I was shocked that they broke into all of the news for a car accident because I was like, oh no, he passed away like Kobe did. Yeah. But then it was you know. But it's another thing this this show presents that he always kind of potentially gets in his own way with women or drugs or alcohol, because here's another person like potentially Justin Bieber, where his dad said, you know, my son is going to bridge and unite all worlds, all races. And it's like, he's a good golf player. Like, you know, like don't put the, like, he's an amazing, he's a historical golf player. This dad put on the pressure of him of uniting nations. And I can't imagine what it's like to live under that pressure and perform like he did. But it's another thing. Like, my first question is Oh, God, were drugs involved? Mm-hmm. My second question is Oh, wow. Like for a competitor, it shows how much he builds himself up after these fall downs. Like these, he needs another comeback. And I'm like, how long can you do comebacks? You know, oh, he
0: has a lot of lives. He's got a lot of lives, that tiger. Um, Yeah, that was a big one. It blew up more. I knew people would care, but people have been c- care a lot more than I thought they would too. But I think it, it, the instinct was the drugs trying to figure out what was going on. He had another back surgery and now it's going to be, yeah, the comeback. Is he going to golf again? you know, it was also bizarre. Like when he won the masters a few years ago and everyone was like rallying around him. I, I literally, I think I tweeted, I was like, when did we all forgive tiger? Like, I, I think I missed that. Like, I didn't know we were all on the tiger train again. Like, but he's one of those people who's just been able to come back.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are people that are like magically touched. Jax is not one of those. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, can I get you for 20 more minutes? Are you good? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, uh, okay. So I want to get into the Bravo uh, of it all, but real quick, two, two really small things before we do that. Lady Gaga, the dog story. Mm. So we had her dogs returned. Uh, uh, the The lady supposedly found them tied to a, a pole right. and she brought them into the police station. No word if she is going to accept the $500,000 reward. Have we gotten any update? Are we still chasing this story because yeah. they are out there that shot yeah
0: this. i think they're trying to for people are still interested i think to find out whether this was like a pre-planned situation and if this woman was somehow i don't think she was involved but like it's a very sketchy story I'm obviously happy that the dogs are back um and it was it's horrible and i'm happy also that the dog walker is going to be okay because i feel like it all turned into like where are the I'm dogs not, and not also, the dog
1: walker can we get more of a story of like it says he was shot in the chest are we four like, times is this guy like I mean is this guy potentially a superhero like that's my first thought of like why don't we get more information about how you can survive four shots in the chest
0: I know I know that was a weird one that was I read that headline and I was like oh god no, I'm gonna have to figure out what the hell this is about like sometimes you read stuff and you're like obviously also again I was like oh I hope he's okay but I, my first thought I'm not gonna lie was what like I don't want I want to write about real House in New Jersey last night I don't want to write about this
1: <laughs> but it is a really because like you know uh, that that happened a mile away from me and it's like that mm. a mile away it's like a nice area it's not you know yeah. but people are like you know there's two theories that it might have been because she had uh sang at the uh biden's that 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 is getting floated all of a sudden. Okay. I think at Biden's inauguration and then the second one is that people are stealing dogs that are, you know, there was another lady in San Francisco I know this happened to, um, which is just horrific and potentially they didn't know it was Lady Gaga. But I mean, I I just- I have
0: a hard time believing they didn't know they were Lady Gaga's dogs. And like, since she was in Rome and all the pictures, like it's hard when you know celebrities are out The the
1: dogs were wearing meat dresses too. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure. They had
0: little monster like all over them. (laughs) I don't know. I have a hard time believing that, but maybe maybe it was and then that's where they got spooked and when they found out that there was gonna be this big story that's when they just like abandoned the dogs i don't know
1: yeah i mean like but i mean i'm just wondering if like i remember when kanye uh when kim got uh the paris burglary kanye i think was quoted as something like like you know should i have these men killed <laughs> you know like i'm just like lady gaga like you know i like the liam neeson like i will find you i have a special set of skills i will find you and i will kill you you know yeah, i mean that's just the worst one. thing to, to okay so I wanted to touch on that really briefly. And then secondly, I watched a horrific movie for the first time on Friday. It was called Twilight Breaking Dawn part two. Now you told me you were a *Twihard*. Uh, is that what you're called?
0: Yeah, okay. I'm a retired twihard. Hard. You,
1: you tested but, positive for Twy Hardness. Yes, and... I
0: did. I, okay, I was the perfect age when Twilight, the books were, I was a big, every girl was a big reader in middle school, right? We all say that, yeah, but yeah. I was reading a I'm a like, big
1: reader. Yeah, that, Hunger yeah. Games, yeah, yeah. Right,
0: Hunger Games, The Click, Gossip Girl, It Girl Sister Traveling Pants, Princess Diaries, all that <laughs> stuff that became movies. That's the last <laughs> time I read a real book. Now I only read Jessica Simpson and Cameron I know, Eubanks. So for sad.
1: Work. I, I couldn't even read Jessica. I listened to it. Like, I'm so lazy. Yeah. I listened to the book, you
0: know? I listen to the book sometimes yeah. too. Um, but, for this one, it it Twilight was everything to me. I'm not going to lie. And I remember very vividly being in middle school, I think I was in eighth grade or something, and my friend's mom bringing me and her and my pajamas to Barnes & Noble <laughs> yeah, at midnight. midnight to get Breaking Dawn and looking around and seeing people dressed up, I was like, oh no. I had a moment, I was like, I don't want to be like them. Like, I, I was like, I'm not wearing vampire cosplay. Like, no, no, no. Like, I was in my pajamas. But those books and then seeing it, that was one of those things, seeing it on screen, it, it really was not the same. You, I had a much better image in my head of this horribly written dialogue and seeing them say it out loud, it, it kind of ruined it, to be honest. Yeah,
1: I mean, well- Oh, i mean uh i guess the big question team edward team jacob
0: well that's the problem this had the same thing because when i read the books i mean i thought edward was the hottest thing on the planet but then when you see sparkling pale skin it doesn't really work on on screen oh and, you're saying
1: the screen uh made you realize that this was not yes, okay yes. he's not as hot you know great
0: and watching him like watch her sleep i was like oh in the oh, books yeah. this felt that, by cute the way, now that's what creepy I said, like
1: This is a stalker And then also Then you get into Jacob With this Renesmee shit I'm like (laughs) That shouldn't even Be allowed to happen If you have that kind of Problem where you imprint it on somebody You do that girl Like justice And leave Like you leave town And say that is not right This poor girl Is like why is Mommy's friend Always on top of me I remember
0: Reading the books, being like, oh, this is perfect. Everyone gets a happy ending, like, including Jacob. And then when I got older and I watched his movies, it's, I was like, what the fuck? It is
1: so <laughs> dark and disturbing. And I think that to me, it's like the cults are potentially allegedly Scientology, Nixium, Twilight. <laughs> Those are the three big uh, alleged cults, you know? Yeah.
0: But Twilight also did the same thing that like the Hunger Games did, where the guy they cast as the one you're not supposed to pick ended up being hotter by the end. Like, uh, after like, uh, Taylor Lawton oh, had a moment. Yeah, like he had a moment. No, his abs
1: had a moment. His abs and his, he had a Tom Cruise like way of acting of like, I say things very intensely.
0: I remember very vividly being in the movie theater during the one like where he had the glow up because he was like ugly in the first one and then a new moon. It's like the twilight one and everyone (laughs) like gasping when he took his shirt off. Like it was like, I remember like it was yesterday. That and then in the final movie when they do like the fake out, fight because in the books they don't do that so i was like oh my god they're going rogue and they're killing everyone and then when they revealed it was like the clairvoyant thing everyone be like i was like shocked
1: i was livid i will i was like you do not get to do that where it's like that was what would have happened if this fight happened like did you rank
0: the movies and which ones you liked the best or least did i miss that
1: oh i I liked all of them the least (laughs) and uh none of them the best like there was not there was not well i was i gotta say i was like as production the they put more money into it as it mm-hmm. went on. Um, and so I was really the big thing. This is so silly, but I always post this picture of the animatronic renesme, Yeah. and I didn't, fucking know that that Renesmee didn't make the movie
0: I saw that on your Instagram I was shocked I was like who is this baby I was like I don't remember the baby being that creepy like I feel like I would have remembered.
1: I am waiting for this baby like I'm looking forward to seeing the baby in action and then they put a CGI face where it made like like Gretchen from OC's baby face tuned you know and all of a sudden I'm like well where's Like, I'm literally going. Was I looking at my phone when the animatronic baby scene happened? And I'm like, no. And then I found out through uh, a bunch of people that DM me that they changed it because they even knew it looked so creepy. And it was so upsetting. The one thing I was really looking forward to, but I like, I mean, it's like, it's just so silly it's like Bella's so perfect and then she's not like it's like Bella everything even Bella's like she's the perfect human or she's the she's also the perfect vampire like nobody's ever met a girl like Bella even and then how Kristen Stewart portrays her is just like a real like stick in the mud kind of like the the bachelor this season he's just like okay like I get like like how about you guys get out of Forks maybe Forks is doing this to you and like there's so many things that I was just like this does not this shouldn't work. You no, know, it's
0: so it's so bad. And I actually remember like they got worse and like it's like not like it was always bad, but like the and I then I remember, though, sitting in the movie theater and that stupid Christina Perry song came on and they were showing the flashbacks. and I was yes. crying. I'm like this damn thing. This got me back in. Maybe it's because the book. They I, I remember great, throwing they had great the had the passion.
1: They had great soundtracks.
0: Yeah. It, those yeah. movies are, but now they like tw- Freeform i will have a marathon. I'll pop in. I'm like, Oh, this is so dumb. And then I'll watch all four. I'm like, this is so stupid. I, I, yeah, I was that see, I was time.
1: asking my friend that I was saying like, is I don't ever see myself watching this again for so many reasons. But I was like, I wonder if there are people that are like, I need to watch the twilight movies again. Like It kind of wonder- like
0: unlocks it in you. Like you forget about it and you're like, these are stupid. And I know deep down that it's absurd, but then the second one's on, you're like, Oh, whatever. And then you get, you sucked <laughs> in. And then you watch all four or five or whatever it is. It's, it's so bad.
1: Okay. Well, I wanted to end with Bravo. You know, it's both of our loves or one of our loves. And mm-hmm. um, how does, what does Us Weekly's take on reality stars and Bravo? Do you guys, are they popular stories? Do you get an audience for that? Hopefully? Yeah.
0: Bravo does really well for us. It's, it's very hit or miss though. It's bizarre. And a franchise, it's constantly changing what franchise does well, um, which is fascinating to me. Cause also like, New York is my favorite by far, but um, they love New York, um, but the New York housewives don't always hit for us. But like Beverly Hills, which is the one everyone thinks is the worst on TV. Every Beverly Hills kind of story does well for us. See, same
1: thing with their Instagrams. If you guys look at Real Housewives of New York, like Luann, Ramona, like their Instagram followings are very small compared to Beverly Hills Instagram. Followings. And their Instagrams
0: are giving us so much more.
1: And it's so <laughs> shocking to me. Well, see, that's why I always compare New York to independent film you know, where Beverly Hills is the Michael Bay blockbuster is the, the real, like it might not fill you up, but like New York, you know, it says feeds my soul and (laughs) Beverly Hills is just like candy. And it's like, Oh, this is too sweet. and Nothing really happened during this, you know? Yeah. Um, But
0: they, everything Beverly Hills does. does So, I mean that Denise stuff, I was so sick of writing about it, but I wrote every different angle. I wrote timelines. I wrote quotes. I talked to Brandy. I mean, everything. And every story blew up and I was like, this is the same information regurgitated. Like why are people still reading this?
1: Well, what did you guys get with the, uh, I mean, was the A-Rod, Madison, uh, Austin, that was, was that, was that good? Okay. Yeah,
0: that was huge. I mean, that KK when KKC Casey got Danny to say that it was A-Rod. Oh too, my God. It's hard to get with speculation again. It's like, you can't, you know, everyone knew it was A-Rod or talk thinking it was A-Rod, but like if no one's going to say get that on the confirmation. record. Yeah. Well, that was, was huge.
1: I was texting with Kate like two nights before that she released it and she was worried. I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but she, you know, but to get that confirmation, I mean, that's like that one small comment put every like, and th- that's so exciting. You know, like yeah. that, w- it's exciting when certain things turn out to be true because we know so many times with rumors that they're just rumors, you know? And yeah. it's, it's really exciting. I thought that was just amazing.
0: That was a great one. And I, I loved because people were like, A-Rod's not married. They said he's famously married. And I was like, you guys, they don't know if J-Lo and A-Rod are actually married. Like the way Andy said it, it had to have been someone that was famously in a relationship. That's all he meant. It had nothing to do with married, but like it was wild. Some and also Andy's not
1: going to bust out a-Rod yeah. and J-Lo on his show. He loves JLo. He's not going to like, and he also wants, he's also loves celebrities. He He's also yeah. smart enough not to like, you know, whatever rumors happen outside of the show, but he's not going to name that on TV. You know, he'd rather yeah. talk about Brandy and you know, Denise going down on each other than something like that. You totally.
0: Know? Yeah. But we cover Bravo a pretty decent amount and we'll try stuff out. So like we didn't cover used to cover summer house at all. And then I watch it. So we started last year and like some, like, I think the first thing we ever wrote about summer house is I was watching Hannah and Paige on Instagram live and Hannah like joked about watching Luke go down on her in front of her parents. And I was like, that's a good headline anyway. Cause it's like NSFW sex, whatever. And that like blew up. And I didn't know if it was because it was summer house or if it was because it was sex. And I think it was both. And then, so we started covering summer house pretty regularly. And then this season, it's not hitting as much for us as it was. So it's, it's very hit or miss That's
1: weird. I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. So, but you're watching summer house still, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I I just, I talked to Luke last week on the podcast and he even said, that he knew he from Canna that he, she was dating. She had a boyfriend going yeah. into the summer house with Des. Like he says this on the podcast, but yeah. why
0: is it not brought up on the show? You're like, going to see Des on the show in a few weeks from what I know. Oh, so I it'll come they... out. It'll come Ooh. out. Yeah.
1: That's everything amazing.
0: I heard. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, um, uh, what are, do you watch? Are you going to watch below deck sailing yacht?
0: Oh, okay. So below deck, below deck is my blind spot. I've seen marathons. Like I'll catch a below deck med marathon, but I don't watch it regularly. And then I get overwhelmed. Like I went and tried to go back on Peacock to watch from the beginning. And I was like, Oh, like captain Lee wasn't even there. I was like, so confused. Like I was like, what the well, hell? below
1: deck sailing yacht is a different franchise than right. below deck and below deck med. So now they have three franchises, which is crazy. We're, we're entering our second season of below deck sailing yacht. The first season was so, so, but I'm hearing second season, good things.
0: Okay. Um,
1: below deck this past season, I didn't love, but below deck med over quarantine was amazing. I yes. would almost start with below deck med, but are you, are you Potomac Atlanta? Yeah every
0: housewife. I watch every housewife and I dabble. Basically, I just like turn bravo on. So I like dabble with like something like a below deck or I'll get sucked in, but I don't watch it regularly. Like I don't know what day it airs. But yeah, I, I love Potomac. I, Atlanta, I was kind of falling off on a little bit, but then I knew the stripper episode was coming on. So of course, I'm all caught up. Iconic television, Dallas. I watched them all.
1: Yeah, I watched, you know, I think Dallas is having a great season.
0: It is. Having a I really, and it's, it's I don't expect
1: anything. I don't expect anything. So I feel yeah. like I get rewarded for giving them like not expecting anything. You I know?
0: totally agree. And, I, and I, I worry about New Jersey just because the premiere and it was so strong. And now I feel like I don't want to fight about the same thing all season. That always makes me nervous. I don't well, like when they drag it out.
1: But I hate that, yeah, they let the air out. The second episode, like, the first episode was perfect TV. Mm -hmm. Who know? I don't care what side you are on, guys. Like I said, whatever side you want to be on. But uh, episode two let the air out completely of the bag of, like, yo, like, we want, like, Resolve this now Obviously you have Other storylines That get to And it kind of Points out that Jackie is not The strongest character Unless she's in A situation Because I didn't Want to yeah. see Jackie Cut her kid's hair And go like Do you care If somebody's Mean to mommy like, You I gotta
0: care. go On the trips We bravo Needs to it, Lay down the law This skipping filming This not showing up To reunions, Like not, it's gotta stop Does not
1: fly They need to be able To sign something Where they can Forcibly be made Like people have to Drag <laughs> yes. them there Because that's another thing Real Houses of Salt Lake City Did you love
0: it? I loved it yeah
1: I loved it too but like Meredith we get it it's cute that you disengage iconic line yeah you keep it if you keep disengaging I'm going to find you ten thousand dollars for every disengagement because you're totally. ruining filming can like, I ask you, a you know question
0: what? about Salt Lake City yeah because I really liked it um I had a little bit of a lull in the middle but the beginning strong, strong strong start strong end fabulous reunions so good but I found myself during the season I loved Heather and I didn't really care for Lisa or, or whatever I was like she's not really doing anything but during the reunion I almost found myself flipping and all the people I hated on the show like I liked during the reunion I, I was like all over i don't okay. know whose side i'm on
1: well th- which is great that's how you want to enter a yeah. second season i really think they've set themselves up beautifully and they gave mary a backstory finally that we actually well finally. not a backstory we knew it but they filled in some blanks that you know and not really great but enough <laughs> yeah that's why the second episode of the uh, reunion was so great because they did something very different and kind of focused on one character
0: and she but, got very involved in all the other drama too i was like mary was talking more yeah. than whitney
1: and she spoke somewhat coherently in regards to other ladies, which shocked me. Well, but it's another thing where I'm like, you know how we give men like an easier time with everything in life. I feel like that's how we do with Mary. It's like, oh, she made a sentence. Good for Mary. That's She amazing. got out of the closet. Yay. That's good for her. Good for her. She showed um, up. But OK, yeah, exactly. Like Heather. Like, so I recapped this fully last week on the episode. I did like a solo recap and I really, cause I love Heather Gay, which mm-hmm. I feel like every episode of the season, she made me love her more. She always said something very, like she had one Heather moment or Heather gospel that I'd be like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. By the third episode, Heather w- did a rare misstep for me where she, you know, Lisa and Meredith were having a conversation about Meredith's marriage and Heather, butted in and said well my divorce da, 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 and tried to bring it back to her and it's like i know heather is a fan of bravo have been a fan of these shows for years i just felt like she did not she hit the the met hit the pedal instead of hit the brakes yeah and she pushed too hard on that third one where it started to like i still don't i still think lisa's sort of a mean girl mm-hmm. i don't get her support of jen shaw um but i do like think it did make me Like, I'm going into a second season not hating anybody.
0: Yeah, even Jen, who I found so irritating watching her, the reunion did a good job of making, of uh, moving on. Like, I feel like we, we tied up loose ends, but we also started new fights. Like, people are all over the place. And I think, I mean, if they bring it, and I think they're going to it'll be good also the fresh new housewives like people are I feel like hesitant to watch new seasons or new franchises but I'm like no you guys these people of course there's part of it where it's like okay they know they're on a show like Jen's thousands assistants but you see right through that but they also they, they can't not show up to things they can't that, like they they bring it because they are worried about it whereas you have people phoning it in so many seasons later so I love Potomac, Dallas, Salt Lake City I think it's like fun and fresh versus some yeah. of the other franchises get old a little bit to me
1: it, yeah exactly and that's why I, I'd rather have people like in acting we Always tell people, you know, do as much as you want because I can always bring you down. Like, I can always give you a note that says, less, less. You know, yeah. like I love that they're giving us so much to work with, you know, and I think Jen Shaw will watch her quote unquote performance and hopefully bring it down. But I will say, I think I was really confused by her, um, you know, bringing uh race into the yeah. aggressive comment. And I don't know if I'm uh, I-, I can speak on this, but it was just felt very like, whoa you were one of the most aggressive housewives I've ever seen in the history of housewives. I didn't realize, like I understood what she was saying in regards to it's very dangerous to label, um, um, you know, a black woman, a bully or so I understood that. Yeah. But then if, but then I'm like, but Jen, but watching it back, don't you see how you attacked and were aggressive even without being provoked sometimes in multiple episodes? I hope they talk about that more on the second season or I'll be curious because you saw Jen Shaw make up with Mary to almost have somebody to interact with on the second season, you know? Yeah,
0: and the um, Lisa-Jen alliance actually like working throughout the whole reunion kind of surprised me because you could tell they went into that being like, all right, even though Lisa was the one who was like, I never want to be friends with Jen again, they clearly had some sort of something going on. I'd love when you can try to figure that out. But I don't. I don't think that's going to last. I don't think Jen Shaw can keep an alliance going with anyone, to be honest. It'll Definitely be, not it,
1: it will be interesting to see these ladies and how they change. Uh, I always talk about this in regards to sec, you know, the second season slump. Mm. I'll be interested to see how Leah McSweeney does this uh, season. Yeah, uh, because we gas these people up so much. It's like Bella in Forks. We gas her up so much. Like she's so perfect. You're so perfect, Bella. Oh my god. Wait,
0: not to talk about Twilight again, but how great was Anna Kendrick's character? Because she was the only one who was like, I don't get it. Like she was perfect in those movies. Yeah. She actually was funny.
1: By the way, if Bella, my theory is if Bella did not come to Forks, Edward would have gotten her pregnant.
0: Yeah. And Annika. A- yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't he to, wishes. Jessica. I don't remember wishes. the names. <laughs> her name is
0: Jessica. She would be so offended oh. they didn't know.
1: Oh, by the way, those poor uh, high schoolers that didn't get in that last film, none of those guys <laughs> got in the lab for part two, you know? No,
0: no. I mean, Anna Kendrick was probably like, get me the hell away. From- I signed a contract and now I'm a big star and I have to be a yeah. background character. Have you guys heard
1: of Pitch Perfect, <laughs> no. a real franchise? Yeah.
0: Your... Oh, so freaking good.
1: Um, okay. So, Bolo episode uh, did it, it, it did what it needed to do. I thought it was a great Housewives episode from start to finish. Um, if you ever get married, would you have Bolo at your, um, uh, your bachelorette party?
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You
1: would, you would be welcome to join in the ju- dungeon.
0: Yeah, sure. I, and I, we talked about this on clubhouse too, and people were saying that they don't like candy. And I was like, you guys, candy is everything. And we wouldn't I, have any of this without candy.
1: I, how do you not like candy? Like I feel like she's can so likable. I can see Kenya being a toss up, but even Kenya, yeah. like I don't personally love Kenya, but I know that Kenya puts in the work like she's a good good housewife she's a good housewife because she creates it i don't like when housewives say that they well i know what i'm doing like no that's just who you are as a person she's I also think you,
0: really like that too like i remember on Bravo Red carpet, she was she's owning really it like, like it was that. it became a kenya show when there was all these people walking around she didn't give a crap about all the other housewives in the room like it was so fascinating to see all of their dynamics like that but kenya is yeah she's not great all the time but she's great tv
1: Yeah, like her then like all of a sudden trying to like, you know, quote unquote slut shame the other ladies and trying to figure out who had sex with Bolo. I mean, it's gross as hell because what happens in the dungeon stays in the dungeon, but I love it for TV. Yeah, you, know? you
0: can't turn off the cameras. That's BS. That's the same I'm excited thing. to see
1: it tonight. Like, I'm yeah. very excited. And I um, thought the
0: season had been a little, I mean, it was a great start and I think they were having important conversations and it was like, Portia is amazing and there's so much to it, but like a little too much Cynthia wedding planning, a little too, like I got the new girls aren't totally doing it for me. Like, I don't know. Atlanta's been interesting. I feel like ever since like that's this season, Nini and Kim came back, it never really found its, It it was so good for a while, but I don't know.
1: I like that they have set up potentially in, like, you know, they keep saying auntie, you know, you're acting mm. very auntie-ish. Yeah. I love the older, younger women kind of dynamic. I hope yeah. they play into that a little bit more, because I found... Or or I just think Atlanta has been a little bit uh, hit or miss, so I'm trying to find things to like about it. Yeah. But this I mean, Bolo the women are also great, perfect. though. Like oh, the, yeah,
0: the, they're like, all great candy, individually. Yeah. But can it's they work together
1: to as a... And, and By the way, that's great. They work together as a sexy team for Bolo, and that brought them together, you yes, know? Yes,
0: and Candy... We- we would not have had that without Miss Candy Code tonight. So I love Candy and I think it's perfect that she's like the most followed housewife in real life. She is actually an actually talented Wait, good human mo- being. Wait, did you say
1: she's the most followed?
0: Yes, yeah, she has Candy is Candy has over eight million Instagram followers. No housewife is even close to that.
1: For real? Not even yeah. Bethany
0: Frankel? No, Bethany's in like the two mil category. Holy I'm pretty sh- sure.
1: Oh my god. That's I that's I I Wow. I'm actually just stunned by that. That's actually really fascinating. News. I
0: think it's because Candy has non-Housewives followers too.
1: Now you work for Us Weekly. Have you gotten any rumors across your desk that Bolo is joining Winter House?
0: <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? What do you think of Winter House? <laughs> I, okay.
1: See, everybody's of two minds of this. My mind is hell yes. Mm-hmm. Hell Yes use the you make it the bravo universe like this is what needs to be done tlc is lapping bravo like they are lapping bravo with minimal content bravo has the characters bravo has the like they, they can do this they don't need to be scared this doesn't mean it's going to hurt the other franchises they and we found that out with the announcement this week of all-star housewives too. Yeah. supposedly good get in the fucking game yeah like, i'm all is for it here. too this is what tv is now me but
0: yeah. I, I don't know passing. why we need Kyle and Amanda at another house when they're just to what do they, are they trying to make their wedding, they're ruining their relationship? Like I'm very confused by that one. Um, but I think it'll, I mean, I don't know. They know what they're doing. It'll be good. So I supposedly it's some Kyle, too.
1: Amanda, we saw Luke, uh, Kyle, Listein. Amanda,
0: Luke, Sierra, um, then DePage and but no Hannah. I'm here. No Hannah, no Hannah, no Carl. I don't think, which is oh, really? interesting. No Carl no oh. Carl. Um, and then obviously Craig and Austin, um, and then some new, I know I've heard, I can't say, but I've heard some stuff about the, the new people who aren't Bravo too. Oh, they're,
1: they're interspersing new people. Okay. Yes. That's actually something I was not aware of. That's amazing. Yes. Any, any truth of the rumors that Madison might be showing up?
0: Um, I haven't heard that, but I, I know that the plan is to have people coming at different times. So it'll be kind of like a bachelor in paradise of it all where you know everyone gets comfortable and then they drop someone else in so i could see them obviously wait I'm- is
1: there a host of winter house is somebody like welcome to winter house like <laughs> it is it there a chris prob- harrison of maybe winter that's house? where
0: chris harrison's going
1: oh my god what a dream Yeah, chris harrison's like, like i'm not the wolf big- police you guys yeah hey.
0: it's like ce- and bravo you can you can say whatever you want on abc <laughs> or, or mainstream um it's like it's like celebrity big brother but they don't have to make them do silly games i guess
1: I love, see, I love that. I'm all for any kind of iteration because I feel like that's where TV is going. And I feel like Bravo is like two years behind with like Netflix Netflix jumping into the game. Like they took Bravo's formula and they're like, making, they're making better shows out of it, and I need Bravo. That's why I love Salt Lake because I was like, yes, they're getting in the game. They're showing that these franchises are still very viable, and Bravo needs to think outside the box because everybody else is doing it and winning at it, you know? like,
0: I don't need Backyard Envy. I need, like, like,
1: where are my Backyard Envy fans at? Where's my my Camp Getaway fans at? Yeah. (laughs) Some of
0: the shows that they've put out in the last couple years, because they've had a hard time, I feel like, getting new shows, like, off the E is the same way. I'm like, who is watching the Bradshaw bunch? Like, I don't get these (laughs) No, and
1: they're like, okay, what could, uh, okay, Kardashians, what do you think? Sexy, new, what do you think? Uh, I think Terry Bradshaw and his family, you know, like what? Very bizarre. So both, how long will he survive? How long will he survive? I know it's all part of the same conglomerate, but you got Ryan Seacrest leaving, which we will not be seeing him on the, uh, wait, how is the it working like is it just the presenters or yeah
0: so the presenters are going to be in person but even like tina fey and amy poehler aren't going to be in person one of them in new york and one's in la yeah so it's supposed to i'm sure they'll be hilarious and there was a great call to bring them back i think that's one of the only things people are are interested in but yeah now e is in a very interesting spot because they don't even have e-news anymore they just do the, the daily pop the nightly pop everything's pop um, and I'm like, who's watching Daily Pop in the middle of the? D-? I guess it's on at nine in LA, but like in noon, I don't have no one's just no one. I feel like my age is turning on E in the middle of the day. I used to watch E News, but I don't know. It's bizarre. I
1: just get really nervous. I'm like, E, what do you? You gotta like get like just when these things you're like part of the like like you're part of the reason this all exists for sure get in the game like you you, are you do do you not have access to your own catalog anymore
0: yeah even e online sometimes fascinates me on like what they post and what they cover obviously they cover the kardashians really heavily and they do some bravo stuff but you think i mean it's nbc they should be able to get any clip or whatever first but like people magazine usually gets to beat them out on a lot of like big bravo news and i'm like you'd think e would tap into that more but maybe their audience doesn't make the connection and doesn't care as much i don't know
1: the last thing is Vanderpump rules. Um, mm. Do you think it's coming back? Yes. You do. Yeah, I do too, actually. I think it's a money-making property regardless of anything that's happened in this. Sheena
0: process. moved back to LA already because Sarah's just reopened. So I think that's the indication we need to know. Somehow do you, sheena's going to be. I
1: mean, that's... Oh my God! If Sheena gives birth in the back alley, at sir. That's a show. Oh my
0: God! That's the only thing I want to see if Sheena's pregnancy. Uh, Ryan,
1: make a meme of that immediately. Oh my God! That is amazing. You just got me excited for the new season. (laughs) You just got me excited for the new season. Um, but this actually ties in with you guys a little bit with all the the Stassi stuff, and I don't even really want to talk about the issue. Itself because that is a you know, and I believe Stasi is going to. I've said this many times, she's going to have a career whether anybody likes it or not. Um, but I did notice with uh, that's when that Stasi story broke, she did hire a PR crisis manager. I'm forgetting his name at this point, but I remember covering this back uh, on the podcast. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, you know, his client even had um. Uh, Jim Edmonds. He yes. represents Dan- Daniel Stobb, to Daniels- Oh, he
0: set me up on some Daniel Stobb call one time. That was quite the journey. I'll tell you about it another time.
1: Um, <laughs> Which, so my thing was that, you know, they hired him and then all of a sudden I started seeing a flood of stories on publications like Daily Mail, Us Weekly. Um, And it seemed like I couldn't, you know, have like Stassi spotted out and about with her baby bump. And, mm-hmm. and I hated because I'm such a fan of pop culture and a fan of how these things work. And I don't necessarily know how these things work, but I presume a lot, you know, and I remember they had put that baby announcement out pretty quickly after all of this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, after she had hired the PR counselor. And I was like, is this something like, are they actually telling her to use the baby as a way to get back into people's good graces? Does that happen in pop culture?
0: It does happen sometimes there will be people trying to control the narrative. People, you're not going to believe me, but I broke the Stassi pregnant story. Me and Mike Us Weekly did, not I wrote the story. And I wrote it a few days before it went published because we knew, and we were trying to- they, How do you
1: know? We didn't, you know? We, we
0: had a source that told us Stassi was pregnant and it was not her publicist. Was I will it Chris, say that.
1: Was it Chris Jenner?
0: It was, yeah, it was Chris Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, Sheena's unborn baby who wasn't even conceived yet. No, um, it was, I can't say who it was, <laughs> I can't say who it was, but it was not- Was it Jack's Taylor? It was, it was Jacks. Taylor. No one, it was not Stassi. It was not Bo. It was not Stassi's publicist it was not sometimes it is sometimes you know i know i think i know anyone. who it
1: is i'll tell you afterwards i think okay. i know
0: who it is well it saucy's pregnancy so we prepped it i actually got in the shower it was a saturday i wasn't working and then it whatever we got the go ahead to post i whatever i get out of the shower my phone is just blowing up because my name was on the story, even though i wasn't the one who pressed publish so i wasn't even working and everyone was dming me saying you you know are part of the problem you're giving stassi a positive spin and all this stuff and i and i get that that was definitely a conversation we all had of like how do we cover these people you know do you call now them that like, this
1: happened and yeah stuff do you like call that? them like yeah.
0: disgraced reality star and headlines like i don't know like are we gonna start calling chris harrison disgraced bachelor host if he doesn't come back like maybe i don't know but the thing is it's like she, it was still news and it wasn't like we were trying to say like, oh, we love her. We're so happy for her. the cap. Everything was supposed to, we kept it very straightforward on purpose. And it, Stassi to this day is
1: straightforward. Amazing. Just means the information, right? Yeah. Like just we wrote it. We
0: weren't trying to be cute. No about personal it, opinion. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We weren't trying to, you know, maybe don't use a thousand heart yeah. emojis. Like you normally would for, for a, a baby announcement. Like we tried to just keep it to the facts. And I think, but Stassi to this day still does so well for us. And Kristen, not so much, whatever, but Stassi people I don't know if it's just because people feel like they're not getting things and they want something from her or what it is. But Stasi's like a top celeb for us. It's wild.
1: So, but I mean, how much of that or even in other stories, like when you hire a PR person or even a PR crisis counselor person, there's a natural relationship, I'm assuming, between publications and that person to get Mm -hmm. their clients or even new clients in the magazine. That does happen, right? Or like, or is it it just, but it still has to like is it like the bottom story when you're they're trying to break somebody into like the biz like
0: yeah i mean there's I'm like just, I'm just like who
1: do i need to hire Sarah? Yeah. who do i how do i get it us weekly what do i need to do i need to now like finally gaga's have, dogs
0: yeah now that you have me i'm i'm i feel like i'm a good little little whatever um but like um it's interesting there is of course rep play but a lot of it the rep a lot of times it's us going to the rep with information saying can you confirm this can you deny this do you care to do one of those things on or off the record um is this person doing interviews? You know, Stasi turned down interviews about her pregnancy when we asked. She she didn't she was not ha- they weren't happy. They it wasn't like she broke the news with us. I think she wanted to do it on her Instagram. But we, you know, we knew. And that's another trick thing. Pregnancies are a big one because you don't want to if something happens and how far along they are. So you do get some sort of like working together, but it wasn't like here, we know Stasi's pregnant. Go run with it and let's change the narrative. That's not what happened. So people can think what they want, but that's not what happened.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's actually really awesome to hear. I mean, it's just fascinating to hear. But are there times when you are part of something like where you're uh having to you realize you're trying to you're part of rehabbing somebody's image?
0: Yeah. No, it's it's and it's a bizarre thing. Um, but we also like, we don't pay anyone anything for interviews. Like, we no. don't do anything like that. So that makes it a little easier, I guess, because it's not like we're giving them direct whatever. But, like, if, if you're, she's going to go on Tamron Hall and get to do a whole thing there, like, why wouldn't Us Weekly write about her? You know what I mean? So it's, like, it's a balance. Um, and it is interesting, like, the when people are, like, become, quote, disgraced or canceled, then what kind of coverage you give them? But then you have someone, like, like a huge extreme would be like a Kevin Spacey. Like we don't cover that creepy video he does every year. Cause like the first time I think we all did. Cause we were like, what the hell? But now it's like, we're not going to give him. I press. was just talking about that the other
1: day with a friend, Kevin Spacey he used to put this Thanksgiving video. He up. still does. And it is so scary because it's like, dude, read the room. And he's like, it's like, he's like, I'm still here. And creepy as ever. you know? Right.
0: So someone like that, you know, it's like, or like, I don't know, like Bill Cosby. people, like lawyer will send us updates on his case. Try and we're like, no dude, like we don't care. But
1: so like, yeah, that's it, not your demographic either. Right like, I mean, like, yeah. a, like young, youngish girls are not like clicking. Youngish girls and me are not clicking on Bill Cosby stories. You exactly,
0: know? exactly. So it's partly the demographic. Stassi is one of those people who's, I guess, technically canceled. I don't really know, but does. I don't think she's. Really s- well I mean, I. Us. I mean, I.
1: I think I find this. I, I will find this interesting, you know. Even in her publicity, Tamron Hall, she said she's working with a uh, a person, a, a diversity coach. Yes, yes which that, that is.
0: huge
1: huge boom for diversity coaches around the yeah. nation. I'm sure
0: Hannah Brown, the Bachelor girl, she definitely yeah. had one. So probably had the same one.
1: The, you know, it. Is, and I'm not. I'm making light of it in the sense of not the issue itself, you guys. I'm making light of it in just the sense of how bizarre of a world we live in, where that is actually a job because so many people need that now. You know.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but um we agree though not to print any more Jax Taylor stories, right? Is that we're in agreement? Are we gonna send out a corporate wide memo
0: at all? Yeah, tomorrow? I'll tell everyone. Um when the baby's born, we'll just you know, oh, whatever that name is gonna be. Jax would
1: be enraged if he was did not make us weekly that day. Or can you yeah. put, can you put wait
0: he definitely put, they got they try to get paid for stuff, I'll tell you that Jackson, Oh, Brittany, oh
1: we know you do that's no breaking news. Yeah, like I, yeah. wait, can you can this be the headline? Britney Cartwright delivers baby no No Jax Jax. no Jax do not mention Jax in the article at all that would be amazing because you give Britney the credit Uh uh-huh you give Britney the credit and then you give Jax what he you get you don't give Jax what he wants
0: that is so good it wouldn't be good for a Google ranking because you need all the names in there for that but it would be very telling I also I have to bring up because you, one of the things you you screen grabbed once, that was something that I had written, which it makes me laugh. I'm all for it. Like I can, whatever. But when it was the celebrity couples who stayed together after cheating scandals and it was Beyonce yes. and Jay-Z and Jackson.
1: Yes. That was so genius. I was like, what the hell is going on here? That I was like, you know, Jackson and you're like, see, babe, I told you I'd get you to the top. We're next <laughs> to Jay-Z and B, you know?
0: That was just a way to be like, look like. I don't even know if I picked that because we have photo team no, who, like, it's does the ge- pictures, by the way but- it is
1: it's gene it's genius because it works it's hysterical and the fact is you know jack's probably tried to send that to beyonce like hey I'm in this photo next to you guys do you do you know who I am
0: that one made me laugh so hard some of the stuff with the newsletter too but that one I was like he's got me there this does look ridiculous
1: um well uh sarah i could li- i'm literally talking to you all day you really are i mean has anything happened in this last two hours that we've talked that come up anything uh, i don't
0: i don't think so i had one tmz alert but it was really late i don't even remember what it was but it was it, oh something about oh no i don't know nothing nothing has Ar-
1: army hammer been arrested
0: yet anything? oh my god no i don't think so that was okay. what about that but one? See,
1: wait, what do you think about this in terms of pop culture like when people just wait like wait it out and things do die down like It's do you ever feel that?
0: Yeah, it's very hit or miss because for some people it works and we do kind of forget. And for other like for like Hilaria Baldwin, like couldn't have, I mean, the news also hasn't stopped recently. So it's really easy to kind of like hide away. But that was the one where she I feel like people have stopped talking about that. And it was because she laid low. But like with Chris Harrison, it's making it worse, I think, that he posted the two black and white statements. No one's seen his face, no one's Seen him be apologetic. And that and we then, have
1: now we're at the end of the season. So we're yeah. gonna have to do this is now a story for the next month.
0: Right. We're still the, the finale of The Bachelor doesn't air until March 15th. So there's several more weeks. He's on this week's episode. It's the women tall that was taped before all of this. Rachel Lindsay has disabled her Instagram because people are coming for her. The narrative has switched. Everyone was on Rachel Lindsay's side now because Rachel Kirkconnell is like probably gonna win and they're whatever, they're switching and now they're mad at Rachel Lindsay. Like Bachelor Nation is you insane. ruined Bachelor
1: Nation, Rachel. Exactly. Lindsay. Yeah,
0: like you got like no Chris Harrison did all that himself. Chris Harrison's um, God. Yeah, so I think sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It depends on how serious. Th- I mean, I don't think Army Hammer is gonna make a make a bounce back, but that was wild.
1: It was so intense for a period of like two weeks, mm-hmm. and it'll be. I was really. I thought so, you know we had that rumor that a big story was about to yeah. break, and then it got pulled back from the. That LA was probably Times. legal
0: stuff. I'm sure whatever was in that, their whatever publication it was, like they couldn't legally.
1: I I have a couple people that have told me thing. I mean, you never know, but like you know, there was yeah a couple interviews that they had to pull back. I don't know. Yeah, um, uh, Sarah, how do we how do we how do we help you, Sarah? How do we us weekly? How do we sign up for the newsletter? We need to subscribe (laughs) to both of your podcasts. Um, uh, Yeah, here for the right reasons is one. Uh, Is it too hot Hollywood?
0: Yeah, I hear for the right reasons on iTunes comes out every Tuesday and Friday and Hot Hollywood is the news podcast where we go through the biggest headlines. My coworker, Travis and Gwen and I talk and we, you know, just break down us weekly stories, but also other outlets and what we've heard and, you know, give our opinions on them. That comes out every Thursday, iTunes, everywhere you listen to your podcasts. Um, we also do Here for the Right Reasons, a Bachelor YouTube version. If you think you're more of a visual person, it's not the same thing. It's me and my coworker talking about the bachelor, but same topics, you know, come up, yeah. obviously. So basically I talk about the bachelor all freaking day. <laughs> um so if you care at all, go listen. I just got a review saying my solo episodes are better than my guests. So apparently I'm not a good interviewer, but I can rant by myself very well. <laughs> no,
1: you do I I really I gotta tell you, from a podcaster to a podcaster, I loved your solo episode. Wow, I, I thank really you very did, much. I really thought. I actually learned something. I was like, oh, this is really, really good. I subscribe to it, you know? Wow, um, thank you. And yes,
0: of uh, course, go to usmagazine.com and you'll get about seven pop-ups for the newsletter and type your email but and guys, you'll get it's it worth it.
1: Sometimes <laughs> it is so worth it. I look forward now to opening them up so much because I'm like, content. This is content for me. I can either like, you know, it's just great. So thank you for your service. I really oh, do I really do view you as a hero. Um, really, because you you have the job, like you really had my childhood dream job. You have my childhood dream job. Um, and I know your childhood dream job was to be Bella. So, yeah. Um, uh, so you guys, Sarah, Sarah, you got to come back on. This is We oh, did so, so good, we did so good. We did so good. Sarah. We did
0: so good. We're so talented. Uh, We're I beautiful. Hope,
1: <laughs> I hope nothing happens at the Golden Globes so you can enjoy it. Oh, and, thank you. Um, and the, the, okay, this is my one wish. In the next year, I gotta get my name in Us Weekly somehow. I gotta okay. break something. So tell me who I need to break. Like I can get a celebrity interview or something. Yes. I gotta get in there because that's a. That's a um, what are you, What's the when you die list?
0: Oh, bucket the, list.
1: Uh, that's my bucket list. Yes, Your Us bu- Weekly oh, wow. is my. Bu- us Weekly and Daily Mail bucket list. So, I can
0: definitely help make it happen. The key for you is to flag them to me with time codes. If your podcasts are going to be super long, I'm probably not going to listen and find all the Jews. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have to listened to a lot so of podcasts. Should, wait, so I
1: should have hit you up after the Luke one and said, "Hey, he says Hannah had a boyfriend going in." Yeah, and tell but me that around the rough. Do good. That doesn't do good for you
0: though. You said though. Yeah, you know, some. But everything's hit or miss. We try stuff all the time. That's Kate Casey's very good at sending direct quotes. If you send the quote, Kate,
1: Kate. Kate taught me. Kate taught yeah. me what I should do. So I yes. do know what you're. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If
0: you send the direct quotes, and people always say, like, you know, they feel weird. I love getting, like, oh, yeah, I get so nervous, down. like, yeah, uh, asking nervous.
1: people and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. also, are we allowed to promote your personal Instagram, or you'd oh, prefer yeah, not of to? Of course,
0: At it's Sarah, just, Heron. <laughs>
1: Sarah Heron. Sarah it'll be on the show notes, you guys. So go support, uh, show her Batty Nation is alive and well, just like Bachelor Nation. And Sarah, we will talk to you next time.
0: Thank you so much,
1: Betches.